The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much, and good morning, and welcome into the show. Today is March 21st, and here are the topics that we will discuss on the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Eight people are dead in three different massage parlor shootings that happened near Atlanta, Georgia. Police are saying that a total of four people were killed at two parlors across the street from one another in Atlanta. And then four others were killed in another massage parlor in Cherokee County, which is just north of the city. Had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election, and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. That's so sad. I mean, I just heard that they were taking Pepe Le Pew out of uh, Space Jam. And I think to myself, well, couldn't y'all have just written a a couple of lines to say, you know, Pepe doesn't do that anymore because he knows it's not okay to jump on on other skunks who may not be as interested in him as he's interested. I don't know why you got to erase everything. I don't get it. I, I I don't understand it. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with it. No, no, no. Sorry. No, oh, sorry. Do you know what? That's you pathetic. can trash her, maybe, not my No, 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 no. See I'm, you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't do this. Absolutely diabolical behavior. Vanessa Bryant publicly named the four deputies who allegedly shared gruesome photos of the helicopter crash site where her daughter Gianna and husband Kobe Bryant were killed last year. You're listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Welcome in 347-850-1272. Welcome to the brand new are the new and approved serious side. I'm Jay Rowell. I'm here with uh, the lady who listens to and watches MSNBC, Fox News, and uh, CNN, so you don't have to miss Vanessa May Bell. The educated brother himself from the Carolinas, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be, and of course, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you? Good morning, sweetheart. How are you? Doing outstanding, always beautiful. I'm always doing well when I hear your voice for the first time in a week. It's a beautiful thing. You're nice. Thank you, sweet love. I am nice. Thank you. Johnny D, what's up, my man? How you doing? Uh, I tell you what, I'm doing well, doing well, blessed. Miss Vanessa, I'm glad to hear that Christmas back in your voice this morning. I know you were sick <laughs> last week. Uh, Brother Jay, Brother Les, uh, Brother Jerome. And, and and everyone, because like I said, it seems like every week I miss someone, but uh, certainly to the people who allow us to come to their homes, appreciate you. Appreciate you, myself. My Mr. Mr. Delia, my main man, the man who runs everything. What's up, man? How you doing? 
I'm good, brother. Good morning to you. Well, good morning, Nessa. Well, good morning, Kathleen. Well, good morning, Mary and the Music. Well, good morning, Momo Baby. Good morning, Rick Sister. Good morning, my brother Hawkins. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning, good morning. The number is 347-850-1272. Chat room should be open. Of course, we are monitoring the uh, different social media sites that we usually monitor throughout the course of the show. want to take a few minutes just to say what's up, and this is our block to kind of shoot the breeze a little bit before we get into the heavy lifting of the show itself. I want to say thank you to all the messages that we received throughout the week. People are loving it, Mr. Elias, and uh, I guess we're going to continue this year. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. And I'm definitely glad to hear it. I'm, I'm remiss to say that we didn't talk about Marvelous Mother and Hagler last week, but, uh, you know, you know, I didn't get into it this week. But yeah, actually, we can take a few minutes. We have until you know, we have until ten after the hour. You know, we're on the schedule, so let's talk about that for a few minutes before we get into the show. He did pass away. I thought you guys mentioned it during uh, Jerome's show, did you not? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did, but we didn't talk about it on the main segment of this show. The marvelous Marvin Hagler passed away last week. I don't know what from. You know, it's, it's still out there. We don't. None of us know what it's from yet. But they said he was having problems breathing. They rushed him to the hospital, and he passed from there. So that was was unfortunate. You think it was COVID? Very unfortunate. I, you know what? Anytime you have problems breathing like that, yeah. But, you know, it could have been a heart attack. Well, I I, I tell you what, I saw, you know, I read where his wife uh, had put out some pretty a sharp comment towards Tommy Hearns, who had mentioned Ooh. that the marvelous one had passed uh, because of COVID, and uh, she wasn't too 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 kind and receptive to that conclusion as far as his death. But certainly, um, like I say, the greatest of all times in regards to a, a a a pure boxer. I was a Tommy Hearns fan, and those were the best three rounds that that I've ever seen in boxing. <laughs> and you know. <laughs> You know, I, I now, now I will say this here: Marvin still leaves a a, a degree of, of of unknown and uh, intrigue. Uh, you know, after that Leonard fight, how he just disappeared off the scene and then went to Italy. So you know, that always raised suspicion to me that uh, perhaps he had a real huge payday after the fight. But nevertheless, uh, like I say, the greatest fight that I've seen to date is certainly Marvin Hagler. The marvelous one and Tommy the Hitman Hearns, but his wife was very sharp in, in her condemnation about uh, Tommy Hearns making the comments regarding him passing from COVID. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That, uh, hmm. but I think that's probably like Mr. Elias just said. You know, with the breathing issues, that was probably the cause of death. But we haven't gotten an official word yet, so I guess we'll wait to uh, hear on that. All right, the NAAC, uh, NAA, the NCAA uh, tournament is March Madness is back on. Mr. Elias, man, what's your bracket looking like? It's it's, it's busted. <laughs> Ohio State got me, man. Ohio State tore me up, man. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That one, and it was another one. I had to look at it and see. Yeah, it was, it was like a number number two seed, like a number 13. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I'm busted. Yeah. 
It's a done deal. Now, later on in the show, uh, once, once again, I said as we uh, change the show, we're going to add things, take things away. So we're going to add a news and notes segment, our segment of the show. And during that segment, Vanessa, I need you to play Name That Tune, and I'll explain it when we get to that point. But be ready, Vanessa, because I want you to name that tune later on in the show. Are you down with that? I'm not good with music, but if that's what you want me to do, I'll make a fool of myself. You to do. That's what I want you to do. All right. Oh, Lord, All Jesus. right. Once again, say what? What's what you say, Johnny? What did you say? No, that, that hey, I think that was Miss Vanessa that said, "Oh Jesus." Oh, oh it was. Lord, that's her. Okay. Oh Jesus. Uh, speaking of the man, it is Sunday. It's the serious side, and uh, it's time to step out. Time for an NPR news update. And on the other side, we'll get into the conversation part of the show. You're listening to the all new serious side of the J Rouse Show. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. People in cities around the country have been honoring the victims of last week's shootings in Atlanta, gathering at vigils this weekend from Sacramento to Philadelphia and New York City. Hundreds gathered at Georgia State Capitol. Emil Moffat of member station WABE was there. Protesters waved American flags and carried signs saying, Stop Asian hate and I am not a virus. After speeches by Senators Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, Georgia State Representative Sam Park, a Korean-American, said attacks and hate speech have made many Asian-Americans afraid to leave their homes or go to work. Do not be afraid. This is our home. This is our country. And we will not go back. In addition to eight counts of murder, investigators in Georgia have not ruled out hate crime charges for the 21-year-old white man accused in Tuesday's deadly shootings. NPR News, I'm Emil Moffitt in Atlanta. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin reported to be in Afghanistan. Local and state media say he arrived in Kabul today on an unannounced visit after meeting with officials in India. Julia Letlow has won a special election in Louisiana to fill the congressional seat that her late husband won. Luke Letlow died of COVID-19 complications before he could be sworn in. NPR's Amy Held reports a Republican will represent Louisiana's 5th District. Julia Letlow is making history as the first Republican woman to represent Louisiana in Congress. She won handily, taking more than 60% of the vote in the 12-way race. Not an unexpected outcome after she secured endorsements from prominent Republicans, including former President Donald Trump and House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy. Letlow ran on a conservative platform similar to that of her late husband, who never got the chance to serve. Luke Letlow died in December, days before he was to be sworn into office. Julia Letlow says her win allows her to turn tragedy into a mission. Louisiana's other special election in its second congressional district will go to an April runoff between two Democrats. Amy Held, NPR News. Protesters are on the streets and cities across Europe this weekend demanding an end to coronavirus restrictions, just as many countries are seeking to tighten lockdowns as hospitals fill up. In London, demonstrators gathered after more than 60 British lawmakers wrote a letter calling for protests to be exempt from COVID restrictions in England. Here's Vicki Barker. The lawmakers from all three of Britain's main political parties argue that the COVID restrictions shouldn't apply to peaceful protests. 
this after London police were filmed manhandling and handcuffing women at an unauthorized vigil against male violence last Sunday. But the Home Office says the restrictions will stay in place as planned until the rules on outdoor gatherings are relaxed later this month. And you're listening to NPR News. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work, and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough things. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Online radio at its best. Eight people are dead in three different massage parlor shootings that happened near Atlanta, Georgia. Police are saying that a total of four people were killed at two parlors across the street from one another in Atlanta. And then four others were killed in another massage parlor in Cherokee County, which is just north of the city. The original call came in as a robbery in progress. 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long is believed to be the lone gunman who carried out all three shootings. Welcome in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two thirteen minutes after the hour. And uh, this past week, as you heard, uh, shootings in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, a deranged young man walked into a number of massage parlors and uh, killed people. You know, because I think that you know these people feel they have the right to do these types of things. You know, this is a situation where, in my opinion, this is the remnant of what Johnny D calls that retrograde that used to occupy 1600 uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. Mr. Elias, you know, you can't help to try to draw a direct line from these horrific events to what Donald Trump has been spewing since the coronavirus was made public. You know, when you think about this, people just doing their jobs and some crazy person walks in and shoots and kills them. What say you? Uh, it's um, unbelievable, man. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but that a report said he's going to kill all the Asians. I was like, wow. You know, but they don't call it a hate crime because they said uh, his roommate said that he was sexually frustrated. I, you know, I'm just I'm waiting to see the outcome of this one. Yeah, that's what his roommate said, is that he was a, uh, he was he was sexually frustrated. He was talking about how he uh, wanted to uh, he was every time he went to the massage parlor, how disgusting he was, but he kept going because he was supposed to be a religious nut. But you know, we don't. I, you know, I reserve the right before anybody says anything until I hear the final to the final outcome. But man, I'm, this is crazy for you to just come in there for you to take a, to be so religious and come in there and take somebody's life. You didn't even follow the Bible. It says, "Thou shalt not kill," if I'm not mistaken. So. 
don't 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 hand me that. It, it's unbelievable. You, and 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 you know, and Asian hate is up like a hundred and fifty percent in this country. Where you know our brothers, our Asian brothers and sisters are going through nothing but hate, and I think that's you know, man, why? Why? Because of the color of their skin? No, they hate somebody you know, even know somebody. Come on, man. This is, you know, and let me swing around to you, Vanessa. This is the remnants of the Trump presidency. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. He called yeah. the coronavirus, the Kung Fu, the, Kung flu, uh, the Chinese China virus. virus. I mean, come on. Vanessa, this is what this comes from. And so you have these crazy people that's going to do anytime to try to please Trump. Let's go back to January 6th. You saw what happened there. You know, that's what this is, Vanessa. Let's just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. Let's say you. Well, just this morning, um, I woke up early and I was looking at Facebook, and somebody was saying, on, uh, I think it was on the Views page that comes on ABC with Whoopi Nose, somebody was saying that they blame Donald Trump for everything that is happening to the Asians uh, in America, and it was happening before he got out of office that um, there was a high tolerance for violence. As a matter of fact, Jay here in Houston, um, some the Sheila Jackson Lee and some others went down to Chinatown to patronize them by eating and, and shopping and such here in Houston because they're having such a hard time. And uh, from what I understand, for a while their, their business uh, had kind of cut down as far as massage parlors and nail shops here in Houston. Uh, so, you know, I blame Trump for all of it because he had no business calling these people out names, um, blaming them for it. They had it just as hard as the rest of us with this virus, you know, with um, their businesses, with name calling, uh, with brutality that's going on. So they kind of, I hate to say it like this, but now they kind of see how the African-Americans feel and how we have been feeling for years. So welcome to our world. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but Johnny D, you know, obviously we have been going through this for years, but people of color have been suffering uh, on the masses. But once again, like you say, all the time, this retrobate, this guy is just, I, everything that happens, man, he has so much blood on his hands, and there are people who still support this man. For you to sit here and think that this doesn't have a damn thing to do with Trump, you're crazy. Agree. You're crazy. Agree. Yep. Um, I, you know, the thing is, is um, we what we have to do is understand who the number one killer in the world is. And we have to also understand who is the, the, the now the face of a terrorist. And we've got to be real in, in those analysis. Um, and for many, many years while this was going on, you know, there was a, a, a desire even within the law enforcement community to, to step back and deny the obvious, the truth of the matter. When, when you have, you know, comments like uh, the, 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 the Republican congressman, uh, Chip Roy in Texas, who, as insensitive as he was, he was at a, a, a an Asian-American, uh, anti-Asian um, violence rally, and he used the term Kung Fu, okay, the Kung wow. Fu, and then went, went further to say that uh, a, a, a lynching uh, term, and I wrote it down because I wanted to get it right. He says, in Texas, 
we find all the rope in Texas mm-hmm. and get a tall oak tree, which huh? indicates lynching. Yeah, he now, did say now that. Now, he says this at, at an at a anti-violence Asian rally and Ugh. also mentioned Kung Flu. Okay, now, how insensitive can you be to a cause, wow. mm. even when you look at the, the, the facts, or you look at how calm this young man walked into this, this massage parlor, you know, it, it almost gave me the impression of, of, of how um, Dylan Roof walked into the yeah. church in Charleston. I mean, Mother just as calm and deliberate, mm-hmm. and how he yeah. came out uh, unemotional, unrattled. These people are being trained to do this here, and it's being done with, with such precision. I thought that it was irresponsible, irresponsible reporting to put that captain out in Atlanta and have him say mm. that there's no immediate reason to think that this, that this shooter – had any racial motivation behind this shooting. I thought that was irresponsible. Um, and, you know, of course, seeing the mayor and the elected officials, uh, I noticed that he wasn't on any additional broadcast moving forward. And I would like to think that he, he was not speaking on behalf of the city. But we have to call it for what it is. And we have to be, we have to be real, as, as Ms. Vanessa has indicated. You know, there has not been a, a significant amount of compassion that that has been given to this growing uh, anti, uh, you know, Asian uh, sentiments since since mm-hmm. Donald Trump. And what 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 his supporters have tried to do is to displace it on so many other different characteristics. And and, and what I ask, you know, our, our our brethren and sister of all races, uh, particularly the African American communities, don't get don't get caught up in this foolery, okay? You you we can't sit back and expect individuals not to subject us to this type of harassment that we've been subjected to for years and then we go out and do the same thing. All right? So, all right. you know, the hypocrisy uh, when you look at some some of these incidents, largely and in, in what I've seen and what I've what I've found out in in law enforcement data is that it's Caucasians against um, Asians, but there is a growing number of African Americans that's out there. But that but now here it is, okay? Let's let, let, let's be realistic. That stems from years years of Asian Americans having this negative sentiment towards African-Americans. Let's just be Hmm. real with that. So we have got to come together. Mm -hmm. We've got to heal the relationships um, as, as, as vendors, (laughs) uh, you know, you, you come into a community, there's a respect that you have to pay those individuals in the community. And and we know that it has not been there. So we've got to start fostering relationships, one on a broader scale as Americans, but even more so as the minority communities, because again, the the face of a terrorist, uh, let's just let, let, let's understand what it is. And that, that's what exemplified itself uh, in Atlanta and exemplified itself on the, 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 the streets of the, and the monuments of the state capitol, what we're seeing now, and, and we have to be realistic with that. 
Mm, interesting. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I never really picked up on Mr. Elias. I heard you agree with Johnny D when he talked about this dynamic between Asians and African Americans. I never really saw that, but but maybe but maybe I'm naive. I'm never I'm never uh, I never I just never thought when Johnny said this just now. I'm like, huh? I mean, I, I've seen so many brothers with with uh, Asian wives, and you know, so I, I I was oblivious to it, Mr. Elias. Well, he must have popped out to go talk to Jerome. That's what he does. Uh, so anyway, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. When we look at this, but Johnny D brought up a, a, a very important fact, uh, Vanessa, when he talked about how this young man. Here's the thing that I, that always, uh, anytime you have these types of situations that happen, um, what always bothers me is how people think that it's just okay for you to take another person's life, that it's okay. You you didn't bring this life into the world, but it's just okay for you to walk up and shoot and kill people because you have made up in your mind, you have had some type of trial and conviction in your twisted mind, and you have judged and sentenced these people to death. And you could just walk in and just shoot people because of a problem that you have, you know, this sexual urge, you know, so I need to eliminate the problem. I'm going to go kill them. Why not turn the gun on yourself, coward? You just want to kill other people. I was watching this morning where they were honoring two of the Korean victims. And, you know, one lady is a single mother with two sons. And they, you know, the news report talked about how their last memory of their mother was running around playing and dancing to a new the mother thought she had found a new uh, disco song, and the kids were laughing at her because it wasn't new, and they were laughing and playing with their mother. The next thing you know, she's dead. It's just unfortunate. And people do this every day in this country, Vanessa. You know, what can make me speechless It's just, What's your favorite word, Johnny D? Reprobate? Is that what you you call him? I mean, he is. Yes, ma'am. Rep, is, reprobate. He is just the Satan that you read about. He hmm. is just the he is the evil one. He is the one that has turned this world upside down, and he's not even in office, and. Still turning it upside down, and because he's got such a following, it will continue to be turned upside down until some of these Republicans get some guts, some balls, or whatever y'all want to call it, whatever, to to stand up to the, the to the people who are just racist, and they not necessarily be racist like Trump, but they want their job. They they want their job. They need their position. So they're going to have to follow the Trumpsters in order to stay in office. If y'all haven't been following, you've got about four of them that have already said they're not going to rerun. They're not running anymore. Are, uh, so they already are stepping out of it because they know it's not going to get any better. So I guess they've made the decision 
not to be in those positions on the Republican side. So, I mean, it is really sad, but I'm telling y'all, he is the evil one. He is the one that you hear, that you read about in the Bible. He is, I thought it was Bush, but it ain't Bush, baby. It's Trump. Yeah. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We have about three minutes left in the segment. Let's bring in uh, our colleague, Mr. Jerome Esprit, smartest man in the world. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good morning, good morning Jerome. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, Jerome. Uh, two minutes left. We have left in the segment. I want to get your thoughts on what happened with the Atlanta shootings? Uh, Johnny D brought up something that I thought was very interesting. He talked about the police chief that was in charge of this thing. I'm not sure if this person is still speaking on behalf of the city. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the shootings, man? That, you know, once again, here's a deranged white man, white young man, walks into a place, decides that he can't resist the urge of sex, so instead of killing himself, he kills other people. Let's say you yeah. in the uh, two minutes we have left left in this segment. Yeah, I would I wouldn't keep pushing that narrative. Like you know, so. They, people get to distract us way too much, right? And so when it comes to white folks and white folks' pathology, there has to be a separate reason why they act like they do opposed to them just being sick asses. Like, you know what I mean? And we yeah. need to stop giving them excuses because that's why um, in the press conference he said, the guy said um, he was having a bad day. Like, like yeah. we don't normally think like this, he was having a bad day. That is actually covering for white folks. Like right. pathology, and I know I've talked about this before, but this society won't change until you get people help, right? White folks will never admit that they need it, but the way they see the world is jacked up, right? So they're, that privilege of yelling at somebody because they're Asian, just like all that stuff is nuts, right? Because they can't see individuals. They're blinded by individualism. I mean, we've all, as black folks, been in situations where white folks are like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. It's because you didn't really look at me, so you think all black people look alike, right? Mm. We say that, and they blow it off. But they're, that's a problem. So it's in their pathology. Like, nobody wants to deal with that, or nobody wants to say it. Everybody feels like, you know, and white, white folks actually make you think that if you call them out on anything, that you are being racist towards them which is just mm. stupid, it's bad, um, bad analysis in, in, its, in its purest form, right? We can see this really clearly. Now, you have a blind spot, and you can't even see that your folks are having little issues with this. Now, I shouldn't say little issues. With issues with being terrorists, that's what uh, lynching is. It's an act of terrorism. Been at, you've been at this for a few hundred years. So this, you know, so that's addicting. That's why it's easy to get a lynch mob. Something happens, white folks are like, oh, that's not my child, but we're going to hang somebody or, or we got a group to hate. And it's easy to manipulate people when you can talk buzzwords and have them hate so easily. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we, we don't deal with it from that perspective. And I think it's time as a society, again, we won't because the people who have to make that decision won't go against the Louis Gohmerts and those fools of the world in Congress. So you know they're not yeah. going to go at them in the street. Exactly. You're right about that, man. Good stuff. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. Stepping out, taking a break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. 
Live from NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. March is National Women's History Month. In honor of this, we will hear from the late, great Cicely Tyson performing Ain't I a Woman? It's Kavita time. Informative to less, something that you need to know. Our children, where there's so much racket, there must be something out of kill. I think between the women of the North and the Negroes of the South, all thinking about rights, you white men gonna be in a fix pretty soon. <laughs> what was all this talking about? This man over there, yes, yes, you, he said, women have to be helped in the carriages, lifted over ditches, and to have the best place everywhere. Well, nobody ever helped me in no carriage, <laughs> over no mud puddles or gives me any best place in ain't our woman. Look at my arms. Mm-hmm. I done plowed and planted and gathered into barns, and no man could hit me. Mm-hmm. Then they talk about this thing in the head, but I'm not going there yet, because I want to tell you that I done birth 13 children and saw the most old soul locked to sleep. And when I cried out with a mother's grief, none but disease assured me, and ain't that a woman. Then they, they talks about this thing in the head. What's that they call it? They call it inlet. Inlet, that's it, sugar. <laughs> What's that got to do with women's rights or neighbor's rights? If my cup don't hold but a pint and yawn hold a cork, wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little, uh, uh, my little, uh, half a pint? Huh? Then, <laughs> um, this man in the black, yes, 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 you, 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 yes, he says, <laughs> women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Well, where your Christ come from? Where your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man didn't have nothing to do with it. Now, if the first woman God ever made was able to take this world and turn it upside down, 
all these women's hair together ought to be able to get it back and turn it right out up again. And now they're asking to do it. You men better let them. That's all I have to say. Much obliged for your listening to me. Thank you very much. This morning, Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson facing growing calls to resign over comments he made about the January 6th Capitol riots. In a radio show clip sparking public outcry, Johnson saying he didn't feel threatened by the pro-Trump crowd storming the building, calling them patriots, then adding this. Had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election, and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might have been a little concerned. Democratic lawmakers accusing Johnson of racism. Black Lives Matter uh, did protest um, peacefully um, at the United States Capitol, and they did not cause trauma, injury, and loss of life, um, nor did they name uh, U.S. Capitol Police officers in the way that these so-called patriots did. Federal prosecutors say more than 300 individuals have been charged in connection to the January 6th attack. It left more than five people, including a Capitol Police officer, dead. Congressman Ted Lieu pointing out that the rioters were mostly white, tweeting, Dear Senator Ron Johnson, your white skin color would not have saved you from the white mob. But in a statement to ABC News, Johnson doubling down on the controversial remarks, appearing to cite a study claiming hundreds of Black Lives Matter protests over the summer turned violent and saying, that's why I would have been more concerned. The authors of that study telling ABC News it's not an accurate portrayal of the findings, saying 93% of the protests were peaceful. Seven eight five zero one two seven two is the number to call in. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the number to call in. Um, look, folks, uh, Ron Johnson. Wow, that was when he said that stuff. I thought, what an idiot! What a complete idiot! Complete idiot! Um, my man, hey, you know, if you felt that comfortable with these patriots, why don't you take your ass out there and greet them? Why were you running just like the rest of them? Why don't you take your ass out there and greet them and say, come on, folks. Look, let us handle this. We'll take care of business in here. You know, you guys going back. Why, if you felt that comfortable with them, why don't you go out there and greet them and why don't you go out there and talk to them? And just, and just to me, he's a liar and, and he's a racist and his ass needs to go. They need to get rid of him. For you to sit there and act like there was nothing going on, that this insurrection didn't bother you, you'd have been more scared with Black Lives Matter. You, you, yeah, I'd have been more. I, I yeah, whatever. They, they, well, they, they, they weren't bringing me. Check this out. Check this out. And then he says they were patriots. That, that's a patriot yeah, storm the Capitol. They were patriots, law-abiding citizens, and you know they uphold the law as the FBI continues to release video of the same. American patriots beating the hell out of police officers, spraying them with bear spray. But but if they had been black folks, I would have been nervous. I mean, good God. I mean, Johnny, 
man, and where are we as a country? Where are we? Because they don't care. I mean, a long time ago, this would have been political suicide. This guy is doubling down on his comments, trying to justify the fact that I'm not a racist. You know, when they first say that, that's exactly what they are. I'm not a racist. But what I mean is, Absolutely. you know, you go back and look at uh, Black Lives Matter uh, protests. They were violent. I mean, come on, man. When does this madness stop? Let's say you. Good gracious. Wow. You know, it's not going to stop. And, and, you know, Jay, what I, I really need to do, because I kind of dr- dropped the subject matter. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I said that there was a senator that was being interviewed on one of the CNN shows. And basically uh, what he said is that, you know, they they don't necessarily have to change the message. OK, um, it was the messenger. Now, he stopped short of saying Donald Trump, but he said that their message is resonating because of the the seats that they picked up in the house and those those senate seats that everybody expected them to lose they didn't lose so he said you know hey we don't have to change the message so you take this 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 senator uh johnson who is just simply echoing the theme and have been doing it for a a long time you know he was the one champion uh similar to to when Donald Trump was talking about, you know, he had won Wisconsin. This guy was out there on the forefront then. So to none of us, it it, it should be a great surprise. But even more hypocritical is this here. You know, this week here, um, Congress awarded the Congressional Gold Medal to all of those those Capitol Police officers that were yep. in war on January the 6th, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, there was 12, there was 12 Republican um, lawmakers that, that did not vote for recognizing and awarding those individuals. And, and, yep. and I think it's fitting that, that, we, that, that we call those individuals out. So um, if, you, if you don't mind, Jay, I, I want to shift and, and, and read those names. You've got Andy Biggs of Arizona. You've got Thomas Macy of Kentucky, Andy Harris of Maryland, Lance Gooden of Texas, Matt Gates of Florida, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, Louis Mm. Gomont of Texas, Michael Cloud of Texas, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Greg Stube of Florida, Bob Good of Virginia, and John Rose of Tennessee. Now, some of those names have been synonymous with alignment with Donald Trump. But we know yep. on that day, that on January the 6th, there was a coup, okay, that took place. And to not have the dignity to acknowledge the fact that those Capitol Police officers and everyone in and around Washington, D.C., and America was at risk of having the government overthrown and killed. And to say that they're not worthy of being recognized, that's like sending a soldier off to war and not giving him the Army Service Medal. Just hypocrisy. And again, I want people that's listening, those are the individuals who are more detrimental to America, to include the Ron Johnson, than anybody on this broadcast or anything that, that's said will ever be. That is, yeah. that is, yeah. that is a it's, shame. It a is. shame, it's a shame. It's a disgrace. And Vanessa... Here, you know, you hang out with these people when you do your when you're out, you know, doing your thing. How can you? How do you do it? I mean, how do you go and set a camp spot 
at a place with people flying Trump flags when you know they support this type of lunacy. I don't know how you do it. I would be the cops. Every time I would show up at a campsite, the police would be there within 24 hours because I would get into it. With these I don't know how you do it. I really and truly don't. Share your secrets, please. How do you maintain your dignity and honor when you're around these idiots who spew this hate? How? Well, <laughs> Bobby sometimes like shuts me up. Uh, he'll make a face at me to let me know to shut up. Um, since it has gotten so bad, like I've got three reservations I need to cancel this year because I just don't think it's safe to park next to these people with these Trump flags flying, and it's just me and Bobby. Now, when we go with a group of us, African-American people, I don't care if I'm out there among Trumpsters because I got some backup. And it is very difficult, guys, to see these Confederate flags and Trump flags. But let me tell you the good side about it is. The good side is when you fly that flag, I know what you're thinking. It's the ones okay. that's parked beside me that don't have the Trump and Confederate flag that you speak to, and either they speak and how you doing and shake your hand or elbow you, or mm-hmm. they kind of blow you off. Those are the ones that you know are Trumpsters, or the ones that be like, hi, and keep on going. So most mm-hmm. campers are very, very friendly. They know we might need stuff from each other because a fuse could blow. We might need to borrow a fuse or some batteries or some something. Mm-hmm. But this year, this year, I've got three, I've got three reservations I'm going to cancel because I'm just not, if people can get away with all the stuff that they're doing at the Capitol and the stuff that's going on in the world right now, like that guy, Jay, who got bonded out and he killed a police officer in Texas, him, Jay, if he can get bonded out, for $75,000 after killing the cop, what do you think they would do if if they hurt a black camper? So this year and last year, we started pulling back from being around as many, but we still do because there's Trumpsters in every campsite. There, it's more sure. white people that camp with RVs and travel trailers than it is black people that's out there doing it. So unfortunately... Right. I'm just going to be a part of their world because that's yeah. that's who's doing it. So we yeah. just have to use caution, and Bobby and I have decided that we've got certain weapons and stuff to put in certain places that we know we can get to. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So, you know, because we don't pack guns and all of that, but y'all would be surprised what weapons mm. and stuff you can use if something was to happen. And then we try mm. to put a pit bull who, you know. Yeah. Of course, no. that's a weapon. That's anyway, weapon. I'm with you on that. All right, so 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 Jerome, uh, lawmakers. I mean, remember the day when once again, when a lawmaker would say something like this, and you know this person would be kicked out of Congress, you know. But this guy continues. This guy, this Ron Johnson character, continues to say these things, and nothing happens. They pay no political price. I mean. It, is it safe to say that America, from a race relations standpoint, is in a sorry state? Because 
we just continue to see this nonsense, and it's worse. It's just it's gotten worse, and nobody cares. No filters. We say what we want to say, and we know damn well we're not going to pay a political price. Oh well, this is how we feel. So be it. But say you, Jerome. Well, Jerome's mic is open. Uh, he's here. I'm not sure. Maybe he's oh yeah, you. I'm here. There he is. I, can, okay. I couldn't hear you, but go, go ahead. Go to someone else and come back to me. All right. So, so Mr. Elias, you heard what I said. What say you? Well, you know what? It's because of the political climate. You had, you know, people care. They they don't put their party first because they're they're scared of losing they don't put their all that first. money that Wait they make. What do you mean they don't yeah. put their party first? I think that's exactly what they do, and that's why we that's have what the I said. I, say, I said they put their party first. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. My bad. Go ahead. They put their party first. They don't care. They don't care about the country. They can give a damn less about the country. They put but their party minute, first. You, but, but let me ask you a question. When you say put their party first, there are a lot of Republicans who are not racist. I mean, is it their party first or is it I, a situation where, you know, this first. is just who they are? I mean, because party this guy is who he if they, is. If they wasn't wow. racist, Jay, they wouldn't fall in line. They wouldn't fall in line. They wouldn't vote against yeah. stuff that would hurt African Americans. So if they wasn't racist, they wouldn't vote for that kind of crap. But they vote for what it would hurt their hurt? people. What do you mean hurt African Americans? I mean, because but they want their jobs, man. They want their positions. Huh? That's why they do it. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, look, 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 let's just be honest. And Billy Holiday, when I watched that movie, there's still a law in the books where they they have not outlawed a lynching people. It's not a, it, they have not outlawed it. It's still to this day they're still fighting it to outlaw lynching. So what does that tell you? And the Republican Party is against it. They won't they won't they won't put out a voting rights act that will stop this madness. Why? Because they know damn well if they did, they wouldn't be able to hurt people. So when you say they're not racist, vote against vote against vote against this stuff. Because the Republican Party, if I if I'm not mistaken, when Richard Nixon did all that stuff he did, who put him out? Was it the Republican Party? Yes, it was. They didn't give a damn about the party. They cared about what was right and what was wrong. And it's wrong for us to sit here and say them people ain't racist. Yeah, right. Why aren't you contradicting yourself? You just said something that no. I don't think made sense. Huh. You just said that Republicans well, did. You just said Republicans threw Richard Nixon out because they cared it's about what, what makes sense and, I said and they, they cared about the party. Right. I, I said they okay. did what was right. They did what was right. I didn't say they weren't racist. They did what was right. Right. They're and still I, racist because cause they voted against the fact that they still haven't gotten rid of what uh, lynching. Lynching is still on the books is not a crime. It's not. A, come on, man. Let's just put it out there. Right. And, and I want to add why, that to Elias that you have to remember doing Nixon that it was pretty much all white folks in Congress too. Yeah. Right. They didn't have to That's consider true. race when they got Nixon out. Most of the Democrats and stuff was there. White folks majority, um, th- their their majority thinking still held in place. I bet you if AOC and those guys was there, they wouldn't have got rid of Nixon. Now ponder that. Like, put that in your head because LES is right. When it's all said and done, when it's even to them and it's just white folks, then morals and ethics kicks in. When it comes to any other race and white people, they're like, I don't care what he did. That dude's staying. So we keep subtracting that from 
um, actions of the past, but that plays into why their actions were what they were, more than it plays into why they're acting like that now. Because those guys who are showing their butt right now feel like they're on the defensive. So they're holding down the standard of white supremacy that they did not have to do in the past. They already had it on lockdown. So always hmm. keep that in mind. Those are not those are not fair comparisons to look at Nixon and see how they treated Trump and all that. No, our climate's different. And I don't like when people say that our climate is worse and we're more polarized. We're not. It's racist people are coming out because of the diversity. That They never go nowhere. They're showing their butt because we have too much representation in their minds that they're well, showing out. Question. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think because of the fact that Donald Trump provided them the shade, because, yeah, we can say this, but I can't remember a time since I've been alive that I've seen it so blatant. Now, we always know it's been there. You don't think Donald Trump has provided them a platform in the shade to act the way they do? Proud boys, stand by and stand ready on a presidential debate stage? I mean, I haven't seen this in my lifetime. I don't think he provided them shade. I think he became their leader. Okay. Providing shade is saying that I can fade into the woodwork because that guy's taking blows. He ended up being their leader. Yeah, I don't have to say cover. I'm sorry, not shade. Go ahead. Well, no, but he's still not providing cover for them. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene and all of those other nuts who are there right now, they wouldn't be yeah. able to exist if they were using Donald Trump as a cover. They, that cover is off, right? So when people started making those comments of of um, the Klan took their hoods and robes off and started putting on uniforms and suits, that jive is real. Yeah. Some fools... They their pathology is a problem. It's problematic because it's showing itself in real time. So it's coming out of them like never before. They're broadcasting it on TV now. But I, like I said before, I don't care what news outlet you watch. There is not a program on air, radio or television, that will actually give you any kind of balance when it comes to this stuff. Because you have to remember... When Keith Oberman was on MSNBC, he was lighting their butt up. But what happened when Comcast bought them? The first person they got rid of is the guy who was calling them out. That means everybody from Rachel to Lawrence, those guys are still fitting inside of a narrative that keeps supremacy going. Yeah, they'll call you out if you do something egregious, and then they'll move on to something else. Right? It, it, It ain't in them. So Melissa Harris Perry's gone. All of those guys who was calling them out will lose their job, and I don't care what network you're on. So I can even understand, and people listening to this program, that there are things that people don't say. And a lot of times when we're talking, like even in, in a, in a um, very simplistic way, that is real that, you know, and I don't forgive me, Vanessa, for this, but it, it, it is real when she goes out camping that she's telling you what she sees. Most people don't want to, they don't believe that that's true. Everybody's everybody, and she can work together. If you're nice to them, they're nice to you. You don't have to worry about racism. Yes, she does, right? And if she doesn't, her husband does, right? That's what balance yeah. is. Somebody got somebody to stay awake. Somebody got to watch what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a serious side. Coming up on the other side, Jackie is in the house. We're going to hear from her. Plus, it's our. Uh, this is the very first installment, not the first installment, but the first installment of this morning of the Marietta Music's Corner. All that's coming up next. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after we indulge Mr. Elias in a little bit of. Music for our girl, Mariana Music. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rao Show. The end of. Hey, there's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're going to find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over.
working on my wealth. I was building schools, we were breaking rules, we were getting views, we making news, million dollar deals, it was hard to shoot. They were talking rock with some expensive jewels. The fashion shoots kept us on the move. The precious love was good to lose. Even by the standards of a show in which confrontation is nothing new, this, between two of its presenters this morning, was extraordinary. But yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with it. No, 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 sorry. No, oh, sorry. Uh, no, do you know what? That's pretty You can trash him over, not by No, 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 no. See you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. absolutely diabolical behaviour. The clash followed Piers Morgan's angry on-air reaction yesterday to the interview the Duchess of Sussex had given to Oprah Winfrey. Morgan saying he didn't believe her. This is a two-hour trash-a-thon of our royal family, of the monarchy, of everything the Queen has worked so hard for. So were you thinking of harming yourself? Were you having suicidal thoughts? Yes. This is very, very clear. The fact that she'd spoken about her mental health resulted in a huge backlash against the GMB presenter. The mental health charity Mind saying it was disappointed and concerned and the watchdog Ofcom receiving 41,000 complaints. Welcome back in 347-850-176. Vanessa, why are we so infatuated with the Royals? I mean, why are we as Americans... We are infatuated with these people. And, you know, the thing is, I, I read a lot of comments, and they were like, guys, you know, why didn't you guys talk about the Royals? Well, and it's not really talking about the Royals. I think the, the interview with Meghan uh, Morkel and, and, and her uh, husband, Prince Harry, I think a lot of people looked at that as, you know, no matter where you are, no matter where you think you can go, racism exists all over this planet and her allegations about uh, uh about racism within the royal family the fact that someone in the royal family asked how dark they were concerned about how dark archie's skin would get uh is amazing to me uh, and but just overall when you look at this situation and you look at what uh this young lady uh expressed during the oprah interview i mean there's cause for concern there Regardless of their status or, you know, their titles, I mean, racism is racism. It really doesn't give a damn who you are, what you are all about. What say you? You know, since you started this new segment, I really hadn't gone over my time, but this right here is my segment that I just really. So, uh, first of all, I've always been infatuated with them because we don't have queens and kings and all that over here. And then I went to actually – what? Good. What did he say? 
Good. So when, when I went to when I did the twelve days of Europe and did mm-hmm. you know London, Germany, Amsterdam, Switzerland, Paris, went all over. I you know I really became infatuated with it, just standing in front of Buckingham Palace to see those guards. Now let me tell y'all this: to see those guards that walk and don't and march and don't show no facial expression. I didn't see not one of them was black. Not all one was black. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I guess to see that Megan, who, okay, who has broke every rule in the book according to them, don't hold her husband's hand, don't show any affection, wear dresses of certain lips, don't wear black in the daytime. I mean, I have read all the, a lot of the rules that Kate is having to go through and it is like Megan is a sister. I don't care if you got one drop of blood, you a sister. So she, it, you know, she rebels and be like, that queen can't, you know, can't tell me that I can't wear green or whatever. So I am infatuated with it because I think Megan is rebelling. But then you know what I like that Harry said? Harry said, I am here with my wife. And more or less saying, I got her back where my mother threw this same thing and did not have anyone. Did y'all catch him saying that? He said his mother went through stuff from the palace and the queen and didn't have anybody to have her back. So he said he was going to be right there with his wife and have his wife's back. That's what he said more or less. So then I started digging. What did he mean by that? So I have been in the tunnel where the queen, where uh, Princess Diana was killed. I did the tour. I've been in, I've seen her boyfriend's apartment that they still owned. The daddy still owns it like a shrine. Um, so nobody lives there. So, you know, I just, I am just so infatuated with all of that. I really am. I really am. And, Those and are you really I just feel. hate. <laughs> I, I, no, I, hell, well, you think I'm infatuated with Trump and the Bushes and all of them? I ain't interested. So I think that it's because it's so different. It's something different, and that's why people here are infatuated. The wedding was at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was awake, and millions of others over here were awake looking at that wedding at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. So... People can hear the excitement in my voice and be like, she's crazy. But it is millions of us that are like that, that are crazy, <laughs> because we we really find it interesting. Oh, I, I see. Let's bring, let's bring Jackie in. Jackie's uh, <laughs> in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Welcome in. I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Great. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Doing all right, wonderful. All right. Doing wonderful. All right, Jackie. Uh, you want to comment on Vanessa's excitement about the Royals uh, in the eight minutes um, we have left? Well, I want to say, in fairness, I didn't watch the interview. But, okay. you know, I got enough of the gist of, you know, what was said, what was um, whatever. Um, but, yeah, um, I just really, I'm just really proud just in the end with Prince Harry and how he's um, supporting um, his wife. Because, see, that's the way it is. When you marry, your your, your wife and kid, your spouse and kids come first. And I'm, I'm glad he 
realize that, although you can imagine um, how tough it is um, to go up against your family, you know. You know, I mean, he's been around that all his life. And he may have, you know, maybe at one point he he stood by the, the, the royal bee. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, and he had to learn, though, to kind of come into his own, especially when you become, you know, you grown, and definitely when you become married, your spouse and kids come first. And seeing how that life affected Megan and saw that it was kind of affecting her negative, negatively, I'm glad he he stood up for his wife and kids. Yep. He's like, I gotta, I gotta protect my family. My family now is my sp- my spouse and my kids. And I gotta okay. protect them. If I gotta protect them from you, Grandma, then that's what I gotta do. Interesting. You uh, know? Yeah. Now he now he did say the queen. He 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 didn't implement. He didn't implement the the, the uh, implicate the queen or her. Husband, Miss Delias, but I guess you can look at Harry as being the real life of King. He renounced this kingdom for his bride. I don't know, uh, but it's interesting how you know we are so fascinated with this. But at the same time, I think the bigger message here, you know, a lot of people who reached out to me throughout the week talked about the mental the mental health uh, part of this and the fact that once again this young lady faced racism, and regardless of where it is, uh, or you know, or who you are. You can't escape it. You may have all the money in the world, but at the, at the end of the day, you still black. Yeah, well. And according to some folks' eyes, it really doesn't matter. What say you? Well, you know what? It's the truth. You know, no matter how much money you got, like they used to always say, you know, Muhammad Ali was the most famous person in the world. But when he tried to move into Illinois, I'm trying to remember the name of the suburb in Illinois, he was still called the N-word. George, George mm. Wilburn, a famous comedian out of Chicago. He bought a he bought a condo on the north side of Chicago, and yeah. he 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 put the money down. It's like two point three million dollars he put down on the condo. And when they found out he was black, they told him he couldn't move in there. So they paid him his two point three million back, plus gave him an additional five million not to move in. So yeah, no matter what you look at, people never, they don't they don't care who you are. They always gonna get your skin color because that's just the way the country is. That's the way our country is. So. You know, when 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 we talk about the mental health aspects of it, I, I understand because when you have to deal with racist people constantly all around you, it, it's draining, it's taxing. I deal with it every day, but see, I, I got a different outlet. See, I can cuss, I can cuss these people out and move on. That's just what I do, and I don't. I, and whether it be my whether it be my boss, one of my coworkers, I don't care. I tell them exactly how I feel and move on, and I don't fear it. I don't. Because if you want to come at like one, one, one white guy asked me at my job, why you buy so many guns? I said, so I could, so I could shoot at you with the same stuff you shooting at me with. That's oh, why. Oh, boy. Man. And that's the truth. Real quick, because we have uh, four minutes quick. left, and I want to hear from Jerome. Go ahead. Real quick, Harry did say that it was not the queen and the rest of them, but it makes you wonder if it was Kate or if it was his brother. And then Kate came back and the rest of them and said they didn't know anything about the mental health issues that Megan was having. And maybe they could have done some things differently had they known. A lot of that stuff is extremely 
secretive. Like Kate has to go to the beauty shop three times a week in case she gets a call from the queen to go do something for the queen. If the queen is getting ready to finish eating, she puts her purse on the table. That means you got five minutes to finish eating because when she gets up and she's through eating, y'all can't eat no more. So, you know, Megan probably was like, I ain't in slavery. I'm not doing that. I mean, it, I posted it, but I don't know how many people really looked at it. It was so interesting to see all the things that they have to go through. And I just think that Megan didn't want to do it. One last thing. Did y'all hear Harry say he had to use the money that his mama left for him because she had a feeling that something like this was going to happen? Did y'all hear him say that? No. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, I heard him say it. When that's he it. said that uh, because he said his yeah. mama knew something like this was going to happen. And she left him that money, and that's what they were living on. But I do want to know, why you got to live in a $14 million mansion if ain't nobody got no job? That's the only thing I wanted to know, but okay. <laughs> well, uh, And I didn't I like it. The queen took his stripes either. I didn't like that. She took his military stripes. After he was over there in the military, and she took his place. Help us. Oh, wow. Uh, the views and opinions, like they say at the beginning of the show, are not necessarily the views and opinions of the city. Oh, okay. I'm the sorry. I'm Radio to call help I know. You can call it what you want to. I mean, you really, this has been your segment, and I think what we're going to do, we're just going to let her have it, guys. But Vanessa, thank you very much for your... <laughs> Or you really, this has been you, and uh, I don't think you need to add anything. You've said enough for all of us uh, on this ride. Three, four, seven, eight, five, one, two, seven, two. We'll step out, take a break, and we'll continue with the show you're listening to. It was yours. You can have it. Three, four, seven, eight, five, oh, one, two, seven, two. We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best. Thank you. 
uh, is the story of uh, Vanessa Bryant. Let's listen and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Vanessa Bryant publicly named the four deputies who allegedly shared gruesome photos of the helicopter crash site where her daughter Gianna and husband Kobe Bryant were killed last year. All right, so now Vanessa Bryant, uh, you know, first of all, you have to be a sick individual, Jerome, to take pictures of the, of the crash site. And so how they found out about this was one of the deputies, he was at a bar bragging and showing people at the bar photos of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the other folks who died, gruesome photos. And a person that worked at the bar actually called the uh, sheriff's department and complained. And so now here's Vanessa Bryant still grieving for her husband, and she has to deal with this nonsense. What type of person would do this, Sharon? I'm sorry. Do you do you actually are you ask, actually asking that question? What kind of person? Please, Jay. Where do we live? In the land yeah. of what's that dude's name? Uh, um, who we just talked about earlier? The Republicans, Louis Gomer, Ron, and Ron, yeah, yeah, Ron yeah. Johnson, and what's his name? Ted Cruz. Come on, man. They yeah. get pleasure out of other people's pain. Pain. It's shot in Florida. There is pleasure in pain, and people are. They'll make a money. They'll make money off of you. They'll do all sorts of stuff, man. So, you know, that's not. I have no. I have no words for that. <laughs> but that that is that's not even for me to beat them down for doing that. We know who we playing with. You know, we put that bull on everybody else to say American exceptionalism, and we're the greatest place on the planet. Um, probably not. We have some horrible people in this. We do. Yep. We do. We do. And, and just to think, you know, Johnny D, man, the fact that these people are walking around with these photos, I mean, why are people so saturated with looking at gruesome death photos? I mean, what about the family's privacy? Why would you even do this? I mean, I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't. I don't understand it. From an investigative standpoint, um, I can I can I, I see the relevance in it. Uh, I've done it and, and do it now, but I don't try to exploit it. And clearly, in in the wave and age of social media, uh, knowing that uh, Kobe Bryant and his celebrity, that there's always someone that's going to be willing to purchase these photographs. Um, and I, you know, the thing that bothers me the most, and I feel most compelled to say, is, you know, it, it's bad enough that 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 you lose loved ones, but then you're going to have to continuously repay it, replay it over and over again, simply because these photographs are going to continue to pop up because that there is there is evidence to to support that some of the eight law enforcement officers uh, have sold the pictures. So these tabloids will always, you know, every January the 26th, there's going to be some remembrance of Kobe Bryant uh, in, in, in between that year. And these photographs will eventually surface. Now, to date, I don't know if any of those have been depicted other than the the original or some of the original ones that came out of the, the, the crash site uh, from the day that, that, that the crash occurred. But she'll have to 
continuously live this over and over again simply because of exploitation. But from an investigative standpoint, that is pretty common that, you know, in the day of technology that you got cell phones, you can capture that footage right there firsthand instead of sending it, uh, having somebody come out with a big camera and take photographs. So it's pretty common. But, you know, the unethical aspect of selling it and using it to exploit uh, people, that's that's where, you know, your, your, your ethical boundaries as as a as a sworn officer is impeded uh, and exceeds itself at that point. You know, uh, uh, Jackie, you're out there on the West Coast. I mean, how is it playing on your end of the country? Oh, um, well, I mean, I, well, I can't say it, it's playing out any different more than one or the other. But just to offer my comment, it's, it just goes to show you how dis- disgusting it is. Yeah. That on a, it's, and then you got to add the racial aspect of it. <laughs> you can't leave, yeah. can't leave that out. That always plays a role. You're absolutely correct. I mean, Three four seven eight five zero two seven two. Some people got. Mm-hmm. The, I'm, well, I'm not even gonna bring that in today. I'll just leave it at. You know, it's racial as well. So. There you go. All right, Vanessa. Earlier in the show, I said that I was going to play name that tune with you because this next story is a fascinating story and uh, we're going to provide you know when Arsenio Hall used to do his segment of the show and he says things that make you go hmm well we're going to play a moment like that now one of the most famous songs in American history and I do mean famous songs in American history there's a backstory to it that I thought was very interesting and Vanessa what I would like to do is I'd like to play uh, this uh, name that tune with you because this I want to prove to people how famous this song is that even Vanessa will be able to tell us after I play just a few bars of what this song is. You ready to play, Vanessa? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. No one else say anything. Make a fool out of me, but okay. No, I'm not. You, you're going to be surprised, Vanessa. Name this tune. Michael Jackson. Walk oh, with you. There you go, Vanessa. There you go. I'm going to walk with you. One of the most famous songs in American history. So now, if you are a lover of music back in the 80s and 70s, I bet you didn't know this one fact. And I'm going to ask Mr. Elias. Mr. Elias, you know who uh, Rod Temperton is, right? Mr. Elias. All right, Johnny D. You know who Rod Templeton is, don't you? You know who that is. Right? I'm back. Are you back? Okay, no, Jay. No, no, no. Whoa! You don't know who Rod Templeton is, Mr. Elias? What about you? Uh, I, 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 I know the name, but I'm, oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank God. right now. Oh my God, Jerome, save us, man. You know who that is. <laughs> well, Jerome. I. I don't know if you know, but uh, one of my first businesses, I own a label. So you don't want to ask me the questions like that. This, okay, I, of so course, I know. Right. Thank you. And for <laughs> those of you all who may not know who he is, let me give you a little sample of some of his work. 
don't know that song. Always and forever. Okay, I Okay. Each moment with you is just like a dream to me that somehow came true. Who said Midnight Star? Throw him off the show. No, <laughs> was that Jackie? Heat wave, man. Heat wave. Jack, Jack, don't Jackie off the show. Did Jackie just say Midnight Star? What's the Jackie? <laughs> yeah. You know what Jackie talking? about? That wasn't Jackie. That? I didn't say that. that. Background said Midnight Star, and I was telling him it wasn't. Heat <laughs> was on my airplane, uh, and they sung that. I know that was Heat Wave. Was that Bobby Jones who said that? Bobby. Bobby has been banned, even though he doesn't oh, have on Bobby Jones said, Midnight Star. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, we go, Bobby, Bobby we're going to have to take the Jones off your name, Bobby. Yeah, just call him Bobby. Gonna, Bobby you, you back to Bobby oh, Haynes. You back to Bobby oh, Haynes. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm sick of my stomach. All right, so, let me, let me, so listen. So Rod Temperton, he was, he's, he was a keyboarder songwriter for Heatwave. Now, what you didn't know was that that song, Rock With You, was originally wrote, he wrote that song for Heatwave, but they never recorded it. Quincy Jones heard it and gave it to Michael Jackson. I gave you some history. You can thank me right now. Huh? One of the greatest songs of all time, Michael Jackson, Rock With You. That's the backstory, Bobby. Bobby Jones, I'm really disappointed in your answer with uh, Midnight Star, but we're going to move on. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know, you know, this is a story that fell off the uh, it fell off our uh, plate last week, but I want to talk about it this week. It's not more or less uh, the fact that. Well, let me just tell you the story. The story is that Pepe Le Pew will not be in the next Space Jam, starring uh, uh, LeBron James too this summer. And the reason for I heard it was a was contract because, contract dispute. Huh? <laughs> it was a contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But but it's this cultural culture about you know Pepe Le Pew because if you know who Pepe Le Pew, he's the skunk that's always trying to get with the black cat who somehow gets a white stripe down their back, and so he's trying to get with the cat. And so what they're saying is that he is promoting. It's okay to rape a woman. So now Whoopi Goldberg uh, on The View, she didn't like this. Listen to what Whoopi had to say, and then we'll uh, toss around our thoughts on this thing. Whoopi was not happy with the fact that Pepe would no longer be a part of the cartoon. Here's Whoopi, and we'll talk on the other side. That's so sad. I mean, I just heard that they were taking Pepe Le Pew out of uh, Space Jam. And I think to myself, well, couldn't y'all have just written a a couple of lines to say, you know, Pepe doesn't do that anymore because he knows it's not okay to jump on on other skunks who may not be as interested in him as he's interested. I don't know why you got to erase everything. I don't get it. I don't don't understand it. All right, so now that was uh, Whoopi. Now, I guess the bigger question here is, and I don't want to talk about this, Johnny. It's the, 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 the cancel culture. I mean, come on. I mean, are they taking it to the extreme when they're saying that Pepe Le Pew is promoting raping women or, 
you know, sexually harassing women. I mean, okay, can we draw a line there? I mean, come on, man. I mean, what are we doing? Really? Or do you even agree with this? Do you agree with the fact that this should take this guy, Pepsi, I'm sorry, this skunk, out of Space Jam 2? What say you, uh, Johnny D? All right. Just, just as a broad topic, the council culture, um, I think that there, there, there has to be some measures here. Now, you know, Whoopi Goldberg should, should not be the testament of, of um, <laughs> a standard Uh-oh. era because, uh, you know, there, there is some flip-flop there. But, you know, I, 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 you know anime and, and cartoons and stuff, I gave those up a long time ago. I am familiar with Pepe Le Pew. Uh, at the time, being a, a, a young boy coming up, I didn't find <laughs> those type of cartoons um uh, offensive, you know, but this is a sensitive, you know, a sensitive world when it comes to verbalizing, but yet our actions are still unpure. You know, I'm a guy who grew up watching Archie Bunker and look forward to it, you know, so, you know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, I, I, I growing up in the 60s and the 70s, you know, that was the era where you had black exploitation and you saw specific roles. Now, now that I've become a little bit more educated, a little older, now I see the, the damage that was caused. But even in the early 90s when all of those, you know, when Fox was running In Living Color and Martin, all of the black shows was on one, was on one night on one station. And there's probably not anyone listening or anyone of the contributors who didn't sit there on that particular night and watch the whole array of, of, of black cinema that was coming on throughout that night. Now, if you look back at it now, was there some stereotypes? Yeah, it was. Did it damage you? The damage comes in the household. If, if you know how to, to, to rear and nurture your, 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 your children and yourself and keep things in perspective, some things are humorous. Some things, yeah, you got to sit back and, and, and add some, some, some disclaimers to. Uh, with the Pepe Le Pew thing, I really have no no yay or nay. But the council culture to see that, you know, the Harry Potters and, and all of this stuff now is it, being scrutinized, maybe so, you know. Uh, but, you know, there's a sensitivity that you can't retract what people have already seen. And that's, the, you know, moving forward is where we have to make the progress. And we're not making any progress, you know. The hypocrisy comes in the fact that we set, we're sitting here now, we're saying, oh, woe is me, you know, um, you know, one, 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 of, one of my favorite movies uh, at Christmas time is a, It's a Wonderful Life. Now, if you look at how the three black people in that whole movie was depicted, it is terrible. But I still watch that because there's a bigger picture to that right there. Now, am I scarred and damaged because of that? No, I'm not scarred and damaged because of that. I'm, I'm, I'm more alert and aware because in 1979, the Klan and the Communist Party came and shot up my neighborhood. That has a more lasting impact than, than, than what I've seen on, on, on TV and cinema. But if America yeah. is going to step back and be hypocritical and talk about things that have already been done and eliminate those right there, then we got to look at the today and we got to look at the future. And we're not doing a great job of promoting any type of sensitivity and inclusiveness towards other races and other genders yeah. uh, as we speak. You know, we talk about yeah. it, but we don't really do about it because until you lessen that economic gap, you're going to always have these stereotypes. And I go back to what I said last week and I've said before. People hate you because you're black. They mistreat you because you're poor. So 
So if you're economically wealthy, then you have a way of balancing some things in life. But the council culture, ah, you know what? Like I say, I, 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 it may be too late um, to, to, to go back and, and undo some of the damage that have happened to people. But moving forward, we just got to be real in our expectations and our delivery of what we're, what we're showing our young ones coming up so that we can be inclusive, we can be receptive, and we can be progressive in how we actually embrace people and their differences. That, that, to me, that, that, that's the real issue. Yeah. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Now uh, we have another topic. Mm-hmm. We have to push that back because we're up against the clock. Uh, but we'll we'll move it. Every week we'll have news and notes, and so we'll spend a few minutes mm-hmm. talking about some stories that are not on the uh, radar. But uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Online radio at its best. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Favor Delivery. Get any restaurant or store in Texas delivered fast. Download the app to get unlimited free deliveries your first two weeks. Restrictions apply. Visit favordelivery.com slash promos for details. Favor, anything delivered. European leaders urging Turkey to reverse the decision to abandon an international agreement designed to protect women from domestic violence. It's known as the Istanbul Convention because it was forged there. The Turkish government withdrew from it yesterday. Thousands of women protested the government's decision in Istanbul yesterday. Dozens of people injured last night in the Thai capital of Bangkok after police forcibly dispersed an anti-government rally. Michael Sullivan reports from Chiang Rai, Thailand. The Erawan Emergency Medical Center reported more than 30 people were injured, including more than a dozen police officers. After police used water cannon, tear gas, and rubber bullets to disperse an estimated 1,000 protesters rallying outside Bangkok's Grand Palace. Police claimed the violence was instigated by the protesters. Protesters denied it. It was the latest in a series of youth-led demonstrations demanding the military-backed government step down for a new constitution and for a limit on the power of Thailand's monarchy. The protests have drawn crowds of more than 20,000 in this peak, but have recently waned after many protest leaders were arrested. For NPR News, I'm Michael Sullivan in Chiang Rai. In neighboring Myanmar, a protester demonstrating against last month's seizure of power by the military is reported dead and several more people wounded after police are said to have opened fire. Human rights experts say some 247 people have died since the protests began. In Mandalay today, demonstrators were on the streets at dawn to minimize confrontations with security forces. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Total Wine and More, where you can fling into spring. They're talking bubbly for brunch, you know, on the porch, anyone? And with thousands of bottles to choose from, you can always expect the unexpected. What'll it be today? Explore more in store or at TotalWine.com. What do you wish for? A nice life? wish for something more, a sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure, to write code that cracks an unsolvable question, to further our exploration into space, or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready, because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes, 
you realize them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. After the hour, it is time for Pastor Steve Station your case. We'll hear from our people that uh, that leave comments in the world famous chat room and on social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have, sir? Yeah, I got one from the yard jacket when they we talking about the guy from Atlanta. He said that boy's family knew that he was unstable, should have been committed to the institution years ago. Oh wow! It's, it's, uh, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. wait, that's it. That's it. All right, we have one. All right, so the pastor's checked in. This is peace and blessings, family. Forgive me, but it's going to take some getting used to to have a segment of a radio show named after you. I'm grateful. Uh, I really like this new format. I feel like we're getting more bang for our buck. I never thought that you could make this show better, but you guys have. Congrats. Well, thank you, Pastor. Marietta Music. Look at Mr. Elias getting his grown and sexy on on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I love it. You are the man. Uh, Quincy from L.A., California, 666. Shame on those deputies who photographed Kobe and the rest of those victims. Renee from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, we as a people, we're getting too sensitive. Cancel culture is for the birds. Hmm. Petey from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I really like the new yeah. show. Good job. Thank you, Petey. Uh, and Grace from New York says, I am a first-time listener. I really enjoyed the show, the guest, and the content. One of the best shows that I've heard on BTR. Great job. Oh, listen to that. So we're going to still get a lot of these people. Oh, we love the show. We love the show. We love the show. Uh, you know, any um, real quick before we move on, uh, when we look at council culture and, and, you know, you said, yeah, Mr. Elias. Why did you say, yeah, you agree with uh, this person's comments? Yeah. I mean, you agreed with uh, okay. Renee's comments? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. If, if that's the case, shouldn't we cancel the Parkers? Because then Monique chased Professor, Professor Overview around like, like, like Pepe Le Pew did. It, 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 it is canceled. <laughs> it is canceled. It's no longer on. Yeah. Well, it comes on. It's still on. It is still on. It oh yeah, it is still on. It is still on. Okay, what about Amen? What about Amen? The girl that chased uh, the pastor around. That was still on. I mean, come on. I mean, what about Family Matters? Didn't Urkel Urkel chase that girl around? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, some some stuff, man. You you know. Come on, at some point in time, I understand what rape, what what, what it is to to to, to uh, put rape out there, man. But when you got a cartoon cast, is it really rape? Is it really rape? Come on, I mean, is it really rape? Yes. You know, just, yes. the cat was going. I mean, he's forced with it, and, and no means no. Everyone knows no. And no means no. Leave leave a woman alone if she don't want you. Leave her alone. Walk away. You should know that by now. It's an adult. So, yeah, I, I agree with what she said. I do. I mean, you know, it, it goes both ways. Because, like I said, Professor Oakley's got me. I, I watched Monique. She chased that guy around and said she got him. <laughs> you know? So she, she, she got him. She chased him. 
But you know, hey. I hate to they're taking cat in the hat. Huh? I think that they're taking cat in the hat, Dr. Seuss, because do you know how many children read green eggs and ham? They've learned how to read from those books, but that was the family's decision not, to do it. But not, I went to their Facebook page, and I was telling them, it's too many children that have learned how to read from those books, and I don't think the children see racism at the age of five. So I didn't understand why not, they did it. And as a matter of fact, I bought me a sixteen ninety nine. Dr. Seuss stuffed animal, and I'm putting it in my travel trailer in honor of Dr. Seuss three eggs and ham. Hello. But Vanessa, they're not canceling all of them. It's only six six books that they canceled. It's only six of them. I don't care. They cannot. Okay, you know what? The cat and the hat. The hat ran down. I mean, the stuff ran for the children to learn how to read. (laughs) Children don't look at racism. They're trying to spell and cat and make it rhyme? Oh, please. Some of this stuff I agree with Whoopi is to stop. It's too far gone. I just want to. Can I say real quick? I'll be real quick. Yeah, because I'm I'm in agreement uh, with Whoopi. I mean, it's just, look, me too, you doing too much. I need you to stop. Uh, I mean, it it just, it, it gets to be much. I, I don't get it. Because when you think about the cartoon, the cat ran away. It ain't like she sat there and took it. <laughs> you know, oh it's just, I, just, I just think it, uh, it gets ridiculous after a while. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So it sounds like everybody agrees with what her name Renee from I mean, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Go ahead, Jerome, real quick. I don't agree, but go ahead. I'll oh, talk about it later. Okay, well, your we, we final thoughts is coming up, and I, that's interesting that you would take that. Wow, I can't wait to hear what you have to say in final thoughts because I thought Jerome would be on the side of, hey, you know what, this is ridiculous, but hey, I can't wait until it comes up. All right, that is Pastor Steve's State Your Case, and now it is time for our final thoughts. Online radio at its best. All right, so now what I would like to do, ladies, we usually do ladies first, but since Jerome left that nugget out there, um, I, I want him to uh, go first. And remember, 10 minutes from now, it is on a need-to-know basis where our main man, Jerome, is free. So, Jerome, uh, final thoughts, and can you please elaborate on what you just said? Um, I'm going to take a no on that, Chuck, and they're going to have to wait 10 okay. minutes. But here's the thing. I want to defer to Vanessa because <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I know that, you know, my whole – uh, royal family thing is kind of in the tank. I don't really mess with that stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's not so noble that he wants to save his wife and child. Right? So the royals have been garbage for a while, but we have royals all over the place, and we never talk about the ones that we should be talking about. We just deal with those guys in England. So I'm going to defer and let that let that roll off and let everybody else wrap up, because I got nothing. Okay, so we'll talk about the two in, in cancel culture later, though, because I, you know, okay. I, I have a lot so to now, say about that. Oh, that's the All right, so if you want to hear what Jerome had to say, you need to stay here 10 minutes on a need-to-know basis with our main man, Jerome Spree, coming up. And I can't wait to hear what he has to say. So tune in. That's the tease. Final thoughts continue. Vanessa, what say you final thoughts? 
Well, I'll be in the church house praying for all of us while all of that's going on. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I never go back to rewind and listen. But I'm going to make sure I go back and listen because I want to hear this. And I get so sick of the politics and stuff that is going on in the United States that it is interesting and gives me something else to look at and pay attention to to, pay, to see what's going on somewhere else because they got their own crap too. So, I mean, it is what it is. But... For me, I just think it's interesting, and I will continue to live my life and enjoy my life and enjoy my retirement and my health as long as my health permits. And I'm gonna be right next to the Trumpsters, uh, but I'm gonna try to watch which Trumpsters I know. Trumpsters, I can't be parked next to them no more. So um, I, I just, I just. I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to enjoy, and I'm going to pray, continue to pray for this country. And thank y'all for allowing me uh, to have my voice, which is just my opinion, not Jay's, not anyone else's on the show. So don't be writing no ugly emails on what I said about Royal, because I do love the Royal. So anyway, I'm listening to you, uh, Jerome. I'm about to rewind when I get out of church. So y'all have a good week. <laughs> love you, girlfriend. All right, Jackie, final thoughts. I'm definitely going to piggyback on what Vanessa said about enjoying your life. Hey, I'm not going to let uh, racists, Trumpsters, whatever you want to call them, I'm, I'm not going to let them limit me on what I can do, where I can go, whatever have you. I just, I just, I really use the Hebrew boys in the Bible as an example. They didn't bow. I love that part where they say, you know, God is able to deliver us. But if he does not, we still will not bow. And that's the way I look at life. I refuse to bow in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to live my life because God provided me. He wants me to live, have life and life more abundantly. And that's what I'm going to do. And I pray that y'all do that as well. Take All care. Right. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. All right. Thank you so much. Johnny D-Man, final thoughts. You know what? Once again, a, a great format, Jay. Great show. Uh, again, appreciate all of the contributors and who have allowed me an opportunity to be part of the venue with this forum and then all of those who allow to come to the home. I can't say that enough because you continue to, to listen. You continue to give me an opportunity like I say, this this one of the most liberating things that, that we do. Um, I, I just want to just speak real quickly about the repulsiveness of of this this movement that's going on. You know, this here is Women's History Month, um, 1920, uh, 19th Amendment. So you're talking about 101 years of a fight for women equality. And this week here, not only did you have those 12 uh, Republicans that broke down the Congressional Gold Medal for the Capitol Police, but you had 172 Republicans vote against the Violence Against Women Act, which is frightening. And part of it is motivated by their support for, for the NRA and the NRA's opposition. But 172 Republicans voted against the Violence Against Women Act, and that is sad to me. And uh, again... The next time we speak, if it's God's will and our purpose, it'll be uh, Palm Sunday. So, again, enjoy your week and be blessed. Thank you so much, Johnny D. Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts? 
Look, I just want to pick you back off of what Johnny just said. Folks, he's just t- he just told you what I tell you every Sunday. Get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. These 172 Republicans that voted against women, uh, voted against, voted against, but voted against them. I mean, just in this day and age, <laughs> what do you think they would do if they had full control? And for Mitch McConnell to sit there and threaten the Republican, I mean, the Democrats, stand if you put the filibuster through, this is what we're going to do. What else are you going to do to us, man? You've been doing it to them. You've been sticking it to the Democrats forever. So push the filibuster through. Push it through and deal with what we got to deal with. But also, when you push that filibuster through, go out and start messaging what you're doing. Take a better message. Because the, 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 the Democrats are horrible at messaging. So get out and vote, and get out and put out put out your message because none of the Republicans voted for you guys to extend to have the uh, the stimulus checks put in your pockets or to include to, to extend your uh, unemployment. And they know what kind of condition you're in. And these are right bastards. So get out and vote. You know, every week I try to find the words to describe some of the things that I have witnessed. Uh, and from this country uh, by individuals who occupy this territory that we call the United States of America. And it's hard. You know, it kind of reminds me of when President Obama had to stand up in front of the nation to, you know, help console a nation after a mass shooting. At some point in time, you become hollow inside. It's like, I sound like a broken record. Because you're saying the same message over and over and over again, but it's not resonating. So what do you do? How do you resolve it? I don't know. All I can do is tell you what I try to do. I try to pray. I try to tell myself that it's going to get better. But I think about the people who were lynched back in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Probably their final thoughts before they were hung was praying to God to save them and praying that the world would be a better place. And yeah, the world is somewhat of a better place, but let's not fool ourselves. We have a, a trial coming up of a police officer who put his knee on the neck of an African-American man for eight minutes and 47 or 48 seconds in broad daylight. Didn't care what was going to happen. We have a Republican senator who said that if there were Black Lives Matter protesters out there on the Capitol January 6th, that he, was, he would have been worried. But he called the same people who killed two police officers, who beat the hell out of police officers, who defecated and pissed in urine in the capital of this country. He called them patriots and good people. You know why? Because they look like him. So if I try to find words to describe my feelings, it becomes harder every week, folks. But all I can say is I continue to pray to God to watch over me, my family, my colleagues, and this nation. And that's all I can do. Go out. Change someone's life. I love this show because every now and then we'll get a Republican who says, hey, I see the light now. And if we could just reach one, if we could just reach one, Mission accomplished. Coming up next, on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. And by popular request, Mr. Elliott, if it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rouse. 
show. People love the old ending, so we're going to bring it back into the show. So for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Johnny, for Jerome, for Ms. Dillis, I'm Jay Rowe. Say, have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome and Have a good work week, folks. God bless. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it's top of the hour. You know what time it is. It is time for all the need-to-know basics with Mr. Jerome Spring. Jerome, what's going on? I'm here for my, uh, for my segment. <laughs> oh, you know, before, before I get to that, I want to say, wait a minute, what segment did you name after Mariana Music? It's called Mariana Music's Corner. Oh, cool. Okay, because, yeah, you know, yeah. this segment could be named after her, so since she gets two, I want her to let her know that, you know, we're doing this segment because she was the first person that was really interested in hearing news on the show like that. So I don't know if you remember, Jay, yeah. That's but true. I it do was Mariana Music, so... I'm it not was. saying that to keep her as my girlfriend or nothing. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just good people. <laughs> just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, 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 it does not matter that she loves LES. We all cool people. <laughs> I can lose her to LES. I think it's music, man. She ain't interested. It's just music for Ms. LES, man. That's all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, brother. She, no, no, always, I'm no she, hater. That's, she, she always say I'm her prince, but you her king. I, I, you know, I get that, and I understand. Hey, I, hey look, and I'm I'm just saying. I'm Jimmy. I'm Jimmy. According to her. That is a doggone shame. Hey, you know, we'll both tell Mar- Mariana, we're not hanging out with Simi. We know what happened in Coming to America, too. We're not hanging out with him. <laughs> Simi is the guy who gets you in trouble. He's, he's you know a wallow what? Jefferson. I mean, you from Stanford and They messed up in that movie real quick. Real quick, you know, they tried to piece it together where how Akeem had the son, okay? But if you go back and look at that movie, there's a portion where uh, Simi and Akeem are cleaning windows, and, and, Akeem, and, and Simi says, I haven't had sex since I've been here. So it really contradicts. It's it's really not true, but I just wanted to point that out as a movie buff. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say he did say that, but at some point, when um, um, what's her name, Lisa's sister came in, I ain't sure that he didn't have sex. And then, matter of fact, remember when? Um, yeah, on that one. Yeah, he no, did. I, I thought he did. I thought he was not the sister. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of fast, and she was like, bye. <laughs> like she was like out. So, I, I'm not so I'm not so sure that when they went to the club that um he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't have a bad night at the club. Now I'm not saying that we've all been there because again I'm trying to keep uh, Mary and music happy. But the trick is <laughs> that people go to the club and have bad nights. So that's mm. all I that need. <laughs> Uh, I'm here for my segment, baby. I'm here for my segment. Well, okay, so in our unconfirmed black history, now, again, we don't know 
like, um, if you have some updated information and you would like to put this in there, just let us know. But Jimmy Felder, who was like a little league catcher from America's Georgia, is the first person known to say what had happened was, now here's what happened. <laughs> he was cheap as a baseball player. Somebody got a hit in the first base, and he threw the second. And the coach asked him, what would you think? And he said, what had happened was, he is the first person known to ever use that term. So thank you for that. The little Jimmy Felder. Salute. Salute. Oh, yes. my God. This is, this is beautiful. I love now, it. I love it. I, 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 hey, we, we're just – now, again, send your letters to Jay, but I have to have proof and dates if you think that you're going to um, get little Jimmy up out of there. <laughs> and, right, and by the way, man. that happened in the '90s, so that's a new term. So I, I kind of moved. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what that was an old school one. We've been doing old school Dang. ones in the past. This is this is new one. Oh man, America, Georgia. Oh, look it up. I love it. <laughs> I, love it man. I love it. All right, guys, it's all y'all. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, oh, you know, Jay, Yamikoto y- 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 yeah. passed away. You remember him? Yeah, man. Yeah. That was my guy. Yep. Wow. Man. Yeah. If you don't know, he's from James Bond, Live and Let Die, and all these, yeah. you know, of course, Black Exploitation. Yeah, because yeah. probably in every all Gotham. All my Pam Grimm movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. You know, Pam yeah. Grimm movies. I think he did a couple of, like, um, you know, Shows back in the days, like the Sanford and Sons kind of, like he had bit, like some um, yeah. bit parts and stuff parts. too. Yep. But yeah, man, yeah. Yappy Koto, man, man, was was big, big exploitation yeah. era. That was my god, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know, but his family did pay tribute as a real hero and one of the best actors in Hollywood. He passed away at age 81. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Gonna miss him, man. Gonna miss him. Yes, sir. And, you know, Troop, uh, um, the group Troop, they lost one of their yeah. fingers. Reggie yeah, Warren died. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah he saw did, that. too. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Wow. He was 52. Man. Jeez. He was in um, San Bernardino County in California. So they said wow. he spent time in the, in the hospital. And it's the same that we have to say this, but they did say the death was not cold, uh, the coronavirus. What they said. Okay. They had to, had to put that out there. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, sir. So, so before before I go into the news, I I do want to clear up um, from earlier. Jay, what what am I supposed to be answering? Just why you still here? Oh, council culture. You forgot? Council culture. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Council culture. That's what it was. Yeah. Unconfirmed yeah. black history. Oh, no, no, yeah, Shake yeah. Jay before he leaves. He usually leaves right after this <laughs> and yeah, gets him the drink. Because you said. You said that you you were uh, everybody else were like yeah you know no, no. it's going ridiculous. You said I disagree with. Them. I'm like whoa really? Yeah. Okay. So so here here's the problem with that, right? So we keep thinking of life as individuals and not thinking of okay. ourselves as collective. So there's a difference in leadership when it comes to this stuff. We're asking why is little white kids wigging out um, carrying tiki torches and. It's because when you have a culture that is showing um, things from from a certain perspective all over the place, it does contribute to behavior. 
Now we had parents that probably would beat us. <laughs> like so we can't yeah. we can't do that. We didn't we don't live we we didn't live in a culture that allowed us that kind of freedom. Right? So when you look at somebody like Governor Cuomo, for example, someone said to me that they were surprised at my, my thoughts at at Cuomo. And I said, yeah, but you guys don't look at Anna Nicole marrying that old man either. So when you say that he hit on a 25-year-old or he asked a 25-year-old, was she interested in older guys? He asked her. <laughs> like he, didn't, he didn't go grab her. You know what I mean? Cancer culture mm-hmm. is made up. I don't like the term. It sucks, and it bails everybody out, right? People always take terms that come from black folks and then make it something else. Right, so Republicans are using that term as a as a poor me, as a as a um, as a term that means that you that um, is politically correct because that's what you used to use. So they change cancer culture as a term to mean politically correct, right? Hmm. And that's why I don't like it. But the truth is, our um, Sigmund Freud and Dr. Spock were evil asses. They knew exactly what they were doing. That is why our fairy tales, um, I, and I did that segment, you know, and I, I forgot, Elias. I need to do a fairy a folk tale every time we do the segment. But that's why um, folk t- fairy tales are about creating fear and deception in you. And if you keep doing that to little kids, they have it in the back of their minds. So we don't know why our pathology is like it is, but they did that stuff on purpose. So those cartoons were racist on purpose. The people who did the the family for Dr. Seuss knew what he was doing. That's why they're taking it off. Just because you liked it and you couldn't see it, you were programmed by it nonetheless. So when you say say something like, oh, you know, I'm watching this, but it didn't affect me, or I watched Gone with the Wind, there's only two black people in there, but I I liked the movie because it had a nice plot, you can hide some really racist stereotypes in something, in something to program a society to do something one way or another. It's what's called subliminal messaging. So you sometimes have to either correct them, which you don't, nobody really likes to do, or you have to take them out. So think about the panic that we're in as a society to say, why are people wigging out? It's because we built the culture on a bunch of bull. And so now hmm. you either... Stop it, or you reprogram it. And the ability of white folks to reprogram their own thinking is zero to none. That's why a cop will shoot somebody and be like, he used to smoke weed when he was in the the 12th grade. Like, they will make an excuse to why they should, killing him does not matter in the big picture. They are so used to that, that that is common practice. So when we talk about cancel culture and we talk about this stuff, we need to be careful of letting other people off the hook. We know right and wrong, but we are wrong for always imposing our ethics and morals on somebody else. They need to do hmm. something drastic, and sometimes it takes that. So it's the family that took that out. The Pepe Le Pew thing, and, and much respect, that, you know, the Queen Whippy Goldberg, right? Much respect to that, to that woman. Like, I don't even mean that even in a sarcastic. I have much respect for her. And I don't agree with her on a lot of things. But Pepe Le Pew as a cartoon was very aggressive. I don't know if you remember the episode of Press Prince when yeah. Ashley brought her little friend over and she was like, I love Carlton. 
Well, little girl, people have crushes on folks. Sometimes they don't turn mm-hmm. out to be talkers. So we can be yeah. sometimes overly sensitive to it, but at the same time, you do have to watch glamorizing stalkers. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know what I, I think about, think about that. I, it was a cartoon to me. Um, Wildy Coyote, when he ran off the side of a, uh, a mountain, I didn't really go try that because I'm here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to take cartoons for what it's worth. Uh, when people are smashing pies in people's face. This is not, I mean, I guess the Three Stooges could have been just as damaging. Yes. You yes, know? Yeah, they, they were, yeah. yeah. Hitting people with I an mean, iron and hammers and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. we have to give a little bit more credit, but we at, at the same time, we are trying, if you look at what's going on in corporate, I think it's, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of the company. They're doing a, a I think it's a, billion dollars over the next four four years to black women businesses like they're going to give like yeah. literally 300 million dollars away a year because wow. of the yes I, i'm sorry i don't remember the company but i'll i'll have it for next show because i was told about that grant that that grant and what's going on those are not loans yes, yes giving that yes, stuff yes, away I saw that on the news, too, today, where they said they were going to help. I, I remember seeing that. I can't remember the name of the company either. Now that you yeah. said that. Yeah. Yep. And, and the reason is, is because those companies stole so much from black people. They're like, you know, we keep talking, nobody should get reparations and what we going to do with it and people just going to waste it. It does not matter. We're damaged really? because of oppression. Like really? across the board. White folks are damaged. And black folks are. So when we talk about the slave slave trade, people glamorize that. But they don't know white men was, was raping boys in the middle of their doggone yard just to emasculate them. But the truth is, wow. you don't rape nobody, especially some homosexual act in front of everybody else if you ain't a damn homosexual. You know what I mean? Really? Right? Like, that ain't like, oh, I'm going to do this to show y'all something. No, something is, something's up with you, too. So I, I just wanted to put that out there in that I know it's really graphic for the kids, but at the same time, we need to not sugarcoat this stuff to say why people, you know, just the culture is in the condition that it's in because all of those things are factors that are adding up. So when you start acting like um, – we don't know white folks, why white folks don't like us. And, and I know white folks saying all of us aren't the same. I'm not, we're not talking about that, right? If you listen to the show enough, it's not individuals that we're talking about. We're talking about a pathology of why people feel privileged and why some people feel, you know, inferior one way or another. And why they feel like they need to integrate into a greater society. So I, I sorry for going on about this, but I wanted to really clear that out about cancel culture because... Some of it really do need adjustment. It is not cancer culture, um, cancel culture when you are trying to make a correction, right? So if you smoke and you get the patch or you stop smoking, that's not canceling cigarettes. You're making an adjustment. You're right. trying to make your health better. You're trying to live longer. So be healthy. Do things that are healthy. All right. Really? That I do that without doing my own. I, I did a, did a commentary, but I didn't want to do it on a regular show. <laughs> I didn't want. Jay, 
again, send your send your um, send your comments to comments because <laughs> I'm not gonna go anywhere. <laughs> All right. So nearly 16 million Americans had COVID in uh, COVID-19 antibodies by the end of 2020. Now this sounds like the last show I did the same story. This is another. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is another study that came out from uh, a clinical reference laboratories. Um, um, they said that nearly double the amount that was estimated, um, 60 million people instead of 30 million people have true antibodies. So really? the estimates from September 30th to um, um, of last year, they're saying that hmm. it's doubled. Right, the the number who probably had COVID is probably higher, so we're closer to um, um, herd immunity, and it's probably closer in the black community in particular. I'm not telling anybody not to get a shot. I'll probably get the Johnson Johnson if I get one. But the the trick is is that people probably already had COVID and just was carriers more than they were anything. So get your antibodies checked. Is the moral of that story. Um, yeah, they said most, you get them checked if you go to the uh, give blood. That way you'll know if you had antibodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll tell you if you have antibodies in your blood. Now, low dosage aspirin cuts COVID nineteen patients' risk of being admitted to the ICU by or dying by half. What'd you say? Bell, bell, come eat. I didn't hear you. Let me put let me put Jay on mute, man. Yeah, okay. So a new study. Um, that's led by George Washington University, their School of Medicine, found that COVID-19 patients who were receiving aspirin were 43% less likely to go into ICU and 47% less likely to die. That's another study. And I remember we talked about low doses aspirin before, right? Right. This is the second one in the same, you know, we did one last week and a new study came out. So, again, um, just wanted to put that. Now, now, inject. I had to sigh on this one, um, LES. Injecting men with the female hormone um, progesterone could reduce severe um, COVID, according to a new study. So, finding <laughs> the findings by researchers from California found multiple reports that men are at high risk of severe illness and death from coronavirus. Than women, hmm. so they want to inject it with female uh, hor- hormone. I'm going to take a zero on that one, like just generally. Yeah. I want to, I'll put that out yeah. there. <laughs> that, that cannot be your answer. If all men were women, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Not... Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we know last show there are um, treatments for new treatments for coronavirus that works at a hundred percent if you get them early. Um, you can get treatment, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go for that one. Now, um, you know, Doctor Deborah Burks, she said she felt extraordinarily uncomfortable when Trump said to inject yourself with disinfectant or whatever he said. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I now, remember that one. I, first of all, I don't know why she's talking. For what? I'm just gonna be mean to her. She said she didn't know how to handle it when she looked over at him and said, "Can't you just?" Inject somebody with disinfectant, and she sat there. Oh my God! Looking mm-hmm. stupid. Now again, <laughs> that that's a black term. I, I should put that on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> the first black history. Sitting there looking stupid. 
Uh, so, <laughs> but for her, you know, it's like saying um, everybody who is in, who's getting fired now inside of the federal government, the Republicans complaining that the Trump, that the Biden people are cleaning house. But if they were complicit in the crime, they need to be gone. That's that's really? all I want to say about that. Now, Arkansas's governor Asa Hutchinson said. Um, Common sense will replace mandates as he becomes the seventh governor to lift the mask order. So he said that he said that his mask order expires at the end of March, but claims citizens' common sense will replace um, coronavirus mandates. You know what? You know what replaces? What you say? (laughs) Common sense ain't so common. Wow. (laughs) See, not to him. Because I was going to say, common mm-hmm. sense tell a governor not to be so doggone stupid. So he doesn't have Ooh. common sense, but he's asking everybody else to have it. That, that, is, that is just interesting to hear. Now, um, PepsiCo launches this new Pepsi Mango. They said it's the new, the first new permanent flavor in five years and promises the two great tastes will make for every... I'm not doing a Pepsi commercial. Anyway, because I stopped drinking Pepsi a long time ago. But in March mm-hmm. 22nd, they're going to start with the new Pepsi mango. <laughs> All right. Wow. Now, Google announced that it's going to um, it's gonna start tracking people in their sleep. Now, again... What? Hey, you could buy something that's going to watch you in your sleep. So Google... Said they're getting into the health market with this new Nest Hub that will that can track sleeping. So it has a seven-inch screen that is packed um, with sensors and radar to monitor your movements and breathing breathing in the night. Nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think I'm gonna do a whole segment called "I'll Take a Zero. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. We're not playing. There's a couple of things that I'm just letting everybody know, but I'm going to take a zero on that one, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the NFL will rake in a staggering amount, $10 billion a year with its new television deal. Now, Mm. that will be (laughs) that will earn it $113 billion through 2033. The NFL. Now, they said it will nearly double its media revenue, um, um, more than $10 billion a season with digital rights, um, uh, new right deals that include contracts with Amazon Prime. Um, Now, how that works is that they're working, I think they do Thursday Night Football on Fox, and um, so Amazon Prime is going to show it, and, um, and then the next year, it's only going to be on Amazon Prime. That's what That's, this guy worked with telling me, man. He said pretty much you're going to have to have Amazon Prime to watch football. Now I'm like, well, I won't be watching it. Yep. yep <laughs> that is true. They're going to have to put that thing back on regular TV. Because mm-hmm. what Amazon's banking on, even if they lose a ton of money, now Amazon, had, they can throw away $10 billion apparently. But even if they don't, they're saying that if you have Prime, which that membership is, what, 100 bucks, If you have Prime, mm-hmm. that's just more subscribers that will make you buy something because you have Prime because they have free shipping, and now they have football. Whatever. I know. 
Yeah. I don't think that makes sense to me, but okay, well, that, if that's what you're going for. <laughs> so, um, you know, Yankees fan LeBron James is set to become the Red Sox. Well, he's a, yes, becoming the Red Sox part owner. What'd you say? Yeah. I, yeah. I saw that. I saw the, yeah, the Boston Red Sox. And then that racist ass town, he's going to become an owner of the Red Sox. I was like, wow, go ahead, LBJ. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he bought into their parents, um, to the parent company that owns the Boston Red Sox, and they own, like, the Liverpool football club, the soccer team is what we call it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're one of the um, most expensive franchise um, in the world. Um, he's, but he had minor stock in it, and then when he bought into the parent company, he got more stock in them. Mm. So initially, they put um, he and his uh, business partner, Maverick Carter, one of his people, um, yep. actually put about $2.5 million in it, and, not, and then it went up to like $6 million. And, um, mm. and they're making moves because I think the parent company is planning on buying somebody else. Wow. So LeBron said, LeBron said he is going to own an uh, NBA team. He just can't I own them. It. Yeah, he said he just can't, he just can't do it while he's playing. He's not allowed to own mm. a WNBA team or an NBA team. But he said okay. that's coming. I wonder if he can get him football. I mean, they get, mm. they, they're doing $10 billion television deals, you would think. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, um, now, this is kind of a sick story, but... I, I just need to send this on a little ride on this one. <laughs> now, they're estimating the cost of building, like, um, colonizing the moon, right? So they're like, if they build you a house on the moon, it's estimate that your cost on the on the lunar surface is going to be $325,067 a month. What? what? $325,007 a month, including the building expenses that total $40 million. Um, you need meteor-proof windows, obviously, uh, greenhouses, and other life-saving food. Yeah, yeah wow. for living in space. Now, along with paying for construction, the guy predicts that there will be uh, a property markup of about 27 percent after it becomes heavily populated with earthlings now here here's my thing why don't you just um not pollute this planet and stop like you're gonna go on the moon and be all alone but where everybody else is you're like i don't want to be there so if you have 40 million dollars why don't you just build you a spot here and leave everybody else the hell alone that's just really really I want them little islands. I want them little islands. Exactly. Right. I don't get that, man. Hell. What are you going to do for your food source? Because, hell, you can only grow so much food. Right. You know, the greenhouse. That's why they said you have to have a greenhouse. You're going to need a greenhouse and an outhouse. and like You're going to need a lot of houses. Really? You're going to be able to buy yourself. So, yeah, that is another problem. That they um well once one of many, but we we won't go into that right now. Now Jeez. the Hollywood foreign press uh, promised to increase black membership from zero to thirteen percent by next year. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate <laughs> that. So, after all these years, they're like, you know what? We got zero. <laughs> like again, 
this is not like cancel culture of the Hollywood of the uh, the Hollywood foreign press because you know they do like the Golden Globes and stuff, right? So when black mm-hmm. people are winning, they're the, the only people who are voting on black people are in culture are white folks. So they said they're going to increase it by thirteen percent. After Gee, thanks, um, I appreciate this. Yeah, wait, wait. They didn't do this in their own free will, mind you. What happened well, is that publicists threatened to cut access to the celebrities that they were <laughs> that they were um, that wow. they um, yeah that was un- that was under them. See, it's like mm-hmm. how talk shows work, right? If you won't book your guests, uh, Byron Allen tells a great story about this. Now, Byron Allen, who owns the Weather Channel and all these other places, sued. Viacom, CBS, Paramount, mm-hmm. everybody and their mother, Cox Communication, whatever, for not putting black-owned networks on cable. So Oprah Winfrey's network is not black-owned. It's owned by the Discovery Channel. She's a partner. It's a 50-50 partnership. BET is right. owned by Viacom, blah, blah, blah. Revolt is what Magic John- – that's Puffy's, which is yeah. them and Comcast. Um and Magic Johnson owns the um, Aspire, I think, and that's another 50-50 partnership. But they're not black-owned networks. So Byron Allen sued them, and Byron Allen said that when he was in negotiations, the guy who owns King World, who distributed Oprah Show and Wheel of Fortune and all of those guys, said to the guys who would not meet with Byron Allen, if you don't meet with him, we are not delivering any shows to your networks. And they met with Byron Allen. Wow. The white guy who owned that's, that that's was like fed up with them. He was just like, "Why are you? Not, you're not even honoring your own contract." So he said, "I'm going to pull all of my anything that we distribute from Will of Fortune to Jeopardy. We're pulling all of them." And of course, they couldn't hear that. So sometimes you're. The, the threats are coming from an outside source, and to make corrections of equity, some people have been standing up, and you have to, because that's what that's what white supremacy is, is that yes, it is. Everybody yeah. lives through the lens of white people. Go ahead. And they don't they don't want you to uh, to have any power. You know, a black man have power, they they they'll find a way to take it away from you. That, that, yeah. that's for damn sure. Yep. Yep, and I know we we skim across that kind of stuff on the show a lot, but it's just kind of understanding that even when you see black people in the movies, um, they don't really have any power, right? They may make a lot of money, but money is not power in that sense. There are people who will give up millions of dollars. Like you said, um, what was his, George, um, I forgot the comedian's name. You just mentioned him. You know Comedian. what I'm talking about, Elias? Uh, I'm trying to remember who you're George Wilborn, yeah, George Wilborn, yeah. yeah. Same mm-hmm. thing. He yeah. gave him $5 million not to move in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah they said, here you go. Because they weren't going to let him. They, no matter what, they weren't going to let him. Oh, right. He, no, no. He, they fought, were, they, he fought it for like a year. No, he I remember. I remember when that was going on. Mm-hmm. George Wilborn was actually on um, on Michael Bay's Michael Bay's show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he and he yeah. while he was living that he was he was out there talking about it, but he bought a condo. They were like, uh, mm-hmm. so we can no, give you money or not, but <laughs> you're not gonna live here. 
You can sue us. Go drag yeah, it out. Get on out of here. Not gonna listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting the key. We're gonna tell you that right now. Nope. And you know what's funny? I think he they gave him the key. Like he had all of that, and then when they found out he was black, they, they told him, "No, you back. cannot move up in here." Yep. They stopped yep. him. They they shot him right down. Like wow, and he told us. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, I could actually know George, man. And uh, really? okay, man. Yeah, man. And we were talking because we used to book we, we used to book comedy shows here, and George came and did a couple of shows for us. Right. And when he was telling the story, man, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, brother. They 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 gave me five million, but he said I wanted to keep it. I just wanted to live there. He said I was going to move there. And he said when they gave me the five million, so I just took it and ran. I was like I don't blame you. <laughs> right. I don't. Right. Because why? I don't know why it's it's like this big thing where people think that because you have money you should fight. Everybody wants to mm-hmm. live and be left alone. You don't want to sit there right. and have to worry about. Your neighbors and all of that nonsense. Nobody wants to. Mm-hmm. But and, and Ali still... couldn't move to Skokie. I just remember the name of the town it was Skokie, Illinois. They didn't want mm-hmm. no blacks in Skokie. They told him, "Nope, you can't live your black ass here. Nope, get out." <laughs> and they, they they would not let they would not let Muhammad Ali live there. Yeah, cannot yep. believe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so again, when you talk about you know when people like to use that word cancer culture, it is about people thinking that you're being politically correct but what's going on is that in corporate world they realize that you can that's not sustainable being a white supremacist is not sustainable right because the right. only thing you can do as a white supremacist at some point is go to war and who does not want to go to war rich folks just like they don't want to go mm-hmm. to jail right because yeah, you go to war somebody's that's going to jail you you mm-hmm. lose you're going to jail right yeah. so yeah in, in that case, those guys are like, you know, all of these companies are coming out, and they're like, you know what? We want the customer base. We need to sell life insurance. We need to sell car insurance. We need to sell cars. Like, they're going to be like, okay, we need, we need to have some equity in here. Right? I, so, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in Atlanta because they're, they're, they're calling all these companies out about all the stuff that's going on with the voting, and they're telling them, hey, man, if you want to keep our black businesses and you want to keep us supporting you, you won't stand behind these these uh, these voting insurrections. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, they, they actually need to, like, just go out and call all of those companies out. Because if they don't... Oh, they, they, which they? They have. They have. They've called them out. They, they put up billboards. They've called them out. They, they, the leadership has went to the each, each and every company and told them, hey, we'll pull our black support from you. If you want to play this game and you want to support these people, then we'll pull our black support. And yeah, I, believe, about, I, I believe in that. Yeah, think about the biggest companies in Atlanta, not just Georgia generally, but if you think of mm-hmm. you know, Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola, all of, that's their corporate head, their world headquarters. Mm-hmm. Those guys should be more, you know, you know, more insistent on there being equity. I think initially yeah. they they were pretty much taking a stance that it wasn't their fight, and that they don't. Yeah. Forgot who it was that said that they didn't disagree. It's like okay, uh, Home dis- Depot. Home Depot. Home De- yes, Home Depot. That's who it was that said they mm-hmm. didn't disagree. Well, you know what? They ran away from their former CEO, so mm-hmm. stop going to Home Depot. I go to Lowe's anyway. Yeah. But, oh no, yeah, I do too. Yeah. You know, the only time I'm going home, 
is to look for something that I can try to order at Lowe's. <laughs> That's what I yep. want Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I do not shop at Home Depot. Ever since, not at all. Ever since there, that guy. That 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 CEO back Trump, I was like, nope, that's the company I won't go to shop at. Mm mm. Uh, <laughs> yep, I, I I have to I have to walk away from them too. Like just yep. not not gonna do it. Now, nope. Yeah, the the one thing I wanted to um make sure. I, well, let me do this. Um, so this guy. Uh, oh, I didn't do the Beyonce story. You know Beyonce. One, um, she came, she became the most decorated female artist in Grammy history um, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, she right. received her twenty eighth award. And uh, talk about did Vanessa say we don't have no queens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have no royalty. Beyonce is going to be the queen of this piece. If Michael Jackson was the king of that side, Beyonce yeah. has done her thing. It's much respect to her because although she has a lot of people hating on her. And you can criticize her one way or another for one thing or another, but she's maintained her her coolness, like her stature. And so yes. much respect. she still puts out music, she still does what she does. But she has um, she's the most decorated female artist in history. Um, but she does not have the most wins. Some Hungarian-born um, British orchestra conductor, George. Um, I guess it's Solit has 31 Grammys, but she's tied oh, really? with, yeah, she's tied with Quincy Jones, though. So she's a, mm. they both have 28. So as wow. a music producer, as an artist, Beyonce has the most, but she's tied with Quincy Jones, and then there's one more that has more than her. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, there was a, um, I don't know if you saw the story, a fired um, New York um, police department um, workplace. He he's NYPD workplace discrimination chief. He uses laptop and iPad to post racist and anti-Semitic messages on cop discussion boards, and then lied about oh it. Oh my god! Three separate oh interviews. God. So mm-hmm. James Obel, who's fifty, claimed he had been hacked after he posted, get this, hundred <laughs> of racist <laughs> remarks. <laughs> Somebody had me, man. Somebody got me. Mm-hmm. He had a you didn't know he, that was, he had a message board where he had a pseudonym. Uh, I think it was called Caluso, right? And mm-hmm. he was doing all this racist stuff, and he was like, "What me? What me? Again? <laughs> <laughs> this is not cancel culture. This means that y'all running undercover, and when you find them, weed them out because you're not gonna make them better mm-hmm. people." By giving them um, giving them different jobs. Now, here's how racist folks work. I worked for a huge, um, I want to say Fortune 500 company, right? The guy who was discriminated, and I worked there in IT, which at the time there was little to no black people in, right? That guy was discriminating so much he wasn't. In, he was one of the VPs, but he was not in my area. He was discriminating mm. so much at this company that they made him in charge of diversity and inclusion. What? Now, I don't... Yeah, it's just like this story. For some That's reason... That's like they make the fox the keys to the hen house. Right. So <laughs> for some reason, white folks believe that if you're racist, all you need to do is be around black people, and that will make you less racist. Yeah, okay. 
that, that's why the story does not shock me. I, re, I, I, you know, I know that guy, and here's the irony of this. I went and worked for another company. He was interviewing um, to come in the company that I was working at, and I said, if you hire him, I'm gone, and they didn't hire him. He's wow. the VP at the company I, when I first got into IT. But, yeah. When, when you, you're right, man, because I used to work at this company, and they, hired, they, they, they told a guy that, was, that had the most accidents he's going to be in charge of safety. I was like, I looked at the guy and said, yeah, you think about it, he'll be more safer because he's in charge of safety. I was like, okay, man, whatever. I, I just right. walked away. I just took my head. I was like, dumbass, he ain't going to be in charge. He's going to be more reckless now. <laughs> not, not even more reckless. He obviously don't know what safety is. <laughs> like, really? Charge of it. Yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. again, um, in the words of the old ba- uh, the old Joker, this would be Jack Nicholson. This town needs an enema. <laughs> like you need yeah. to clean it out. <laughs> that was Batman. I mean, I'm quoting something from Batman. That wasn't me saying that. Now, yeah, really. Now this, uh, the daughter of there was this this um, organization called the Circle of Ho- Hope, and um, the daughter in charge of this boarding school. The, the daughter of the people charged in the boarding school, she revealed, she revealed that her father opened it for his sick perversions, is what she said. Now, it's a religious mm. boarding school. And she said her father would rape students, beat them with a golf club, and make them drink laxatives. So what? Boyd Householder, who's 71, his wife Stephanie, who's 55, was charged last week with 102 counts that they sexually, emotionally, and physically abused girls for years. Wow. They ran a religious all-girls school called Circle of Hope Girls Ranch in Cedar County, Missouri. And their daughter, Jeez. Amanda, blew them out of the water. Wait, well, damn. Didn't, 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 didn't any of the victims come forward and say, hey, this is what's happening? You know, I don't know how abuse works. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I... I don't know. It was, it was a boarding school, so I would think that it wasn't like an orphanage. Like they couldn't go. They didn't have somebody that they could tell. Right. Yeah. But now, mm. get this: their daughter is thirty. She oh just told. She said her father would beat her and others with golf clubs, threaten students, assault the other girls, and she said her father would force them to drink laxatives. And he was accused of raping at least two girls at the ranch. But she says that she attempted to expose her parents uh, for abuse over decades, but she was ignored by police and prosecutors. Oh, boy. That that tells the story, man. Yeah, it says, despite amassing dozens of accounts, former students allegedly abused at the hands of her parents, local prosecutors in Missouri didn't return any calls to the Daily Mail about that. Mm. See, so, again, we're talking... um, you know, that's why those Stephen King, like, movies are so scary, because the sheriff's in mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> like, yep. everybody is together on this, right? And, and they usually are, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I remember doing a story about um, um, this religious school with the nuns where they were having sex parties and putting the students out. I look up that story, but remember I did that story before. They had, like, mm-hmm. a little thing going in there. Now, now I, I I remember they 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 had a they had a nun they had a the school where the nuns were having sex with the uh, students yeah. and the priests 
and they were getting pregnant and they were aborting the babies and they were burying the fetuses, man. I remember that story. I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was told a story about this years ago where um, someone I knew was working at um, at a senior center, or, or, or not a senior center, but a, um, um, whatever you call it, like a, um, where you send people who have dementia and stuff, right? So like one of those mm-hmm. places. And uh, she said she worked around a bunch of old nuns, and she said they have a dementia uh, at night. They would start yelling, no father so-and-so and blah, 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 because the priest would come in in the middle of the night um, with, for the nuns. Really? Yeah. She said they were they were having, like, trauma because of it. And she said we literally have to wake them up and be like, no, you're fine, you're fine, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think the Catholic Church has some work to do. Shoot, you talk about cancel culture. <laughs> the mm. church needs to be like, this is not a... a, a a marketing or a media issue that the church has, they condone that. Like, they were okay with it, and that's pretty much how it ran. Now, again, if you have any letters, just send them to Jay. Jay's not going to read them, <laughs> but just send them to him anyway. <laughs> Jay, no, I'm sorry. Jay, Jay's going to blow us out of the water and be like, hey, we got something interesting. <laughs> like, so never mind. Jay's going to sell me out. I know, Jay, don't, don't, don't say nothing because I know you're going to do it. So that's almost. All right. So, now, an assistant principal and her daughter, who was 17, they were arrested for rigging a homecoming queen election by hacking a student's account and casting fake votes so she could win. Now, again, we got two television networks, Lifetime and Oxygen, dedicated to these stories. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one too. I was like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" Man, so so if you are at Tate High School last fall and got rigged from Homecoming Queen, they just got arrested. So don't worry about that. You vindicated. <laughs> you just like I knew. Wow. I knew. <laughs> that is hate. They, I, they, that's in. Um, by the way, it's in Pensacola, Florida. So investigators wow. did uncover their plot to tamper with the elections at that high school, at Tate High School. Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, you're going to be queen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make no matter happen. what. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so mm-hmm. actress Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, I never really do, like, really um, crazy kind of stories like this, but since we're in late in overtime, and hopefully the kids were, are dead when you listen to this show, um, She's been accused of betraying her principles as a cheerleader for the Me Too movement because she's advocating the use of pornography films. Now, she wrote on her Goop Lifestyle website, if you haven't checked out what's available in a while, you might be pleasantly surprised. Now, her intervention, Mm. I know, right? She's like, hey, go check out the new stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. they said that uh, her intervention is a part of what they're calling fight fight back um, by some feminist organizations against misogyny, I guess. And they're saying they're championing female-friendly pornography. And, and okay, with, yeah, with ethical standards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and here's, here's the irony of that. You know, Utah, which um, has been... I, now, I didn't see the numbers for this year, 
but they track internet traffic. But Utah watches the most pornography of any state in the nation. It's it's oh, tracked by sites. Huh? Utah. I can understand why. Yeah, I can understand why. You been, <laughs> have you ever been to Utah? Please. There's nothing there to do. Look, I remember going to Utah. I had to stay there. I had to stay there two weeks, and I think mm-hmm. me and Carl Malone was the only two black people in Utah. And I was like, I yeah. got. <laughs> I was like, yeah. if you're not the mailman, you need to get up out of here. But yeah. Anyway, you like, Carl still had a uh, she had a she had a candle that smelled like her vagina. It was, it was, it was yeah. just like everything. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with Gwyneth Paltrow, man? Yes. Yes. I, mm-hmm. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow, it, it, I guess we could do a whole segment on her. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow also was, um, she divorced, and her friend, who was another actress, um, divorced her husband, and Gwyneth Paltrow married her friend's husband. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. She was like, we fell in love after they broke up. And I was like, mm, that couldn't happen in the yeah. black people world. I just want to tell you right yeah. now, here, <laughs> we, yeah. have, we have another phrase, Elias, that I want to use, but I'll I'll, I'll use that for our next um, <laughs> black history. <laughs> black history. <laughs> but I, I can use one from coming to America since we're using that. You must be out your damn mind. <laughs> I didn't want to say about that. But she really married her friend's husband and said, we fell in love after they broke up. Right. Mm -hmm. Hey, it worked for her. That's what we like to call um, white privilege. Like, that really Mm -hmm. is privilege of that. So people believe her. And by the way, to, to, to close out this story, she did say, of course, that porn is not for everyone on her website. She's not telling everybody about that, but she said... There are a few ethical porn companies. Um, I'm not okay. going to name them because they did name them in the, in the article. They're all subscription service, and I'm thinking if you're paying for that, that is crazy to me. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get off this. Jay's Jay's uh Jay, um, you might want to suspend your email account and um, <laughs> <laughs> you may. I'm just saying, just consider it. You may want to suspend everything for social media for till the next show airs. Somebody's got to clean mm-hmm. this up. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, really. All right. So, Elias, you know, I we didn't do um, black history stuff. Like, you know, I know I said that. So people who are listening and who normally come on the program might have known that I did say we were throwing black history facts. So since we did the um, the other black history facts, we're going to kind of do a couple. Now, you know, while we were talking about companies, I just want to mention as well, companies that were um, profited from the slave trade, New York Life, Tiffany's and Company, Aetna Insurance, Brook Brothers, you know, the suit retailer. Right, uh, yeah. In the 1800s, they sold clothes for slaves and slave traders. That's mm, how they made mm, their money. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Nor- Norfolk Southern, like two companies, um, Mobile and um, um, Garrard, and um, who is it? Central Central of Georgia. They became part of the Norfolk system. They um, paid slave owners um, $180 to rent their slaves to build the railroad. That's what they mm. used for. Uh, Bank wow. of America, uh, two of its predecessors, Boatman Savings and the Savings and Loans Bank of San, uh, St. Louis, 
had ties to slavery and their other predecessors um, accepted slaves as collateral on loans. So you're like, look, what? I'm going to need some seed for farming. So these two Negroes' names go in the pool, and then they ended up, you know, if you defaulted, they got they got the two black people who worked for you. I'm sorry, they didn't work mm. for them. The two black people who you held captive. Really? Anyway. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. USA Today, for anybody who's reading that paper, um, they mm. uh, its parent company, E.W. Scribbs and Gannett, were linked to the slave trade as well. Wachovia mm. Bank, um, they were a part of, you know, owned um, Georgia Railroads and Banking Company and a part of the Bank of Charleston. They owned or accepted slaves as collateral um, on, on mortgage property loans. Well, mortgage property order. Damn. Uh, a- AIG, who purchased American General Finance, which owns U.S. Life Insurance Company, AIG found documents that the U.S. Life Insurance, um, they insured the lives of slaves. So you can go to an insurance company and be like, I, you know, just in case something happened to my slave, I got insurance on them if they ran away. Damn. <laughs> J.P. Morgan Chase, they reported mm. between 1831 and 1865, two of his predecessor banks, Citizens Bank and Canal Bank of Louisiana, accepted approximately 13,000 slaves as loan collateral and seized approximately 1,250 slaves when plantation owners defaulted on their loans. JP wow. Morgan. Yeah. So so when we when I find the name of the companies who are actually giving those grants and stuff to black businesses, this is why. They were built on the slave trade. Mm-hmm. Now I need to I need to say for the record, there are all of these businesses who are um who are giving money to black women entrepreneurs, but black men still aren't getting jack. And I don't yeah. know what this is all about. I'm watching commercials, biracial couples. I have nothing against that. Like Minister Farrakhan said, God gives you the ability to love, and if you open your heart to anyone, you can fall in love with them, regardless of race. We're not saying that, that you can't. There is something about marketing dark complexion black women to white men that is happening on our televisions today, and I haven't figured it out yet. But when I do, I will let you know. Because <laughs> it's going it's to hit like a ton of bricks. All right. Um, when we were doing black history as well, I did not talk about the uh, scholar, author, and um, psychi- psychiatrist, Dr. Frances Cress Welsing. Um, she had passed away uh, from, a, from a, a stroke, but um, she became nas- a national figure in 1991. She wrote, this book called, uh, she wrote a book called The ISIS Papers which expanded on an essay that she wrote in the 70s while working at Howard University. And um, she's the daughter of medical doctor, Dr. Henry Cress and Ida Griffin, who's a school teacher in Illinois. And the thing mm. about Dr. Welsing is that um, she, well, I wanted to give her credentials first, but after working in Washington, D.C. as a psychiatrist, Welsing joined Howard's um, Falcy as assistant pro- uh, professor of pediatrics. During that tenure, she published her essays, The Crest um, Theory of Color Confrontation and Racism and White Supremacy, which left some divided over her theories surrounding white supremacy. Because she, if you go on YouTube and look at her 
and um, you know, in the old Phil Donahue shows, you'll see that Frances Chris Welsing is nothing to play with. Like she hmm. is sharp. So Dr. Frances Chris Welsing, um, I'll give you a little insight from her. She said about black people, we are the parent people of the planet. The creator of the universe made black people the first people and the mothers and fathers of all people on the planet. And this is, you know, spelled out genetically. So, and so we have to step into our role on the planet. It's like psychiatrists all the time deal with family situations where their children has taken over the household and the parents are following behind trying to emulate children. And, it, uh, and that goes to a catastrophe. So she said getting into very deep levels of respect for ourselves as black people and understanding that um, creative force of the universe determines the role of black people as it should be. And uh, she believed that the vehicle to spirituality is self-respect because I cannot be in touch with the creative force of the universe if I don't respect myself. And she says self-respect is going to be the instrument that we all have to go on um, and we have to use to neutralize white supremacy and replace it with justice. She said wow. black people are going to have to step up and own it. So that's yeah. Dr. Francis Welsing. Now on the next show, I will give you something else from Dr. Welsing and something else you're probably not going to like. But she defines it. But <laughs> black people step up. Don't stop looking mm-hmm. at white folks to um, to find find their soul. She said we've we've been here before and we've always been on the planet. So. We um we need to just kind of step up and own it. All right. Now you know last show. Uh, also, wait a minute. What did what did I miss? There was something else I missed, and I was kind of thinking through that because someone called me and said, you know, sometimes on the show you'll say you'll catch this next time and don't do it. And so I need to. I'm trying to remember. I told Les we were going to do Black History, and uh, right. you know, next show. Um, I'm trying to think if there was something that I missed. Huh. All right. Well, one more black history fact. Here we go. Um, dry cleaning. Uh, I think I did this. Dry cleaning was invented in 1821 by a black man named Thomas Jink, um, Jennings. So he owned a dry cleaning business in New York City and was the first um, black man in the U.S. to be granted a patent. You know, they... Mm. Yeah. That kind of tells you something. That is really difficult to get a patent as a black person. We would mm-hmm. early on. It's like why you know Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin stuff. The reason right. that stuff happened is because black people could not have patents, so white folks would um, would actually steal them or they file the patents on their behalf. But white folks had to own it. Your name people wow. on it, but white folks had to own it. So black people could not have patents back then. So mm. you know what's interesting is that we. Um, we get to a point where people, when they look at black history and they're like, what did y'all contribute? Like, white folks created first and then there's a black version of it. There are so much, there are so many things that was just created by black folks that it just not, it, it, mm. you know what I mean? Right. Now, you know, so while I'm doing black history facts, you know, slavery, you know, by another name, like, 80 years after slavery ended, you know when people go, slavery ended, we need to move on. As many as 800,000 people were enslaved through peonage 
and involuntary servitude. So President Franklin Roosevelt in 1932 forced the 13th Amendment as a part of the World War I effort to um, prosecute one of the first cases of slavery. They didn't prosecute mm. slavery until 1932. A Texas yeah. man was found guilty of... Um, um, and he was found guilty and convicted of keeping slaves for 15 years. Wow. That was in 32. What a dumb so, bastard. Yeah, there you go. All right, so really quickly, and I know we have a minute left, but I want to do this. My, my shout-outs, I want to give props to Melba Moore, Wayne Brady, Robert Townsend. These are people who are living that we don't give props to. New addition, yeah. that's Ronnie Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, Johnny, and Bobby, too. You know, that's uh, <laughs> Beyonce, Tariq, Regina King, Regina Hall, Tamara Hall, Stacey Plaskett, uh, you know, the impeachment manager, Holly Berry, Monique, yeah. Earthquake, D.C. Curry, Mark Curry, Redman, Kubo D., Treacherous Bree, all of them, Holly Robinson, Pete, Carla B., Heather B., Francis Byrne, as known as Larry, and Sam Jackson, all of the people in the squad, shout out to y'all, and we will do that every show. We need to give respect to the people who are living, so... Peace out, and everybody have a good week. All right, see you guys next week. All right, thank you, my brother. We'll see you next week. Hey, all right, see you. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.